0: This is Sparrow from the Cantina Vizsla podcast, and there is only one podcast that I listen to for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news and information. The one and only one that has my second favorite thing in the world, chicken erotica, being clucked out with the soothing vaping sounds in the background. This is the Shattered Ordered Podcast.
1: Hosts Good Night Punk and Wind Killer Inc. We would be honored. And welcome to the 78th episode of the Shadowed Order podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, who obviously forgot to set up Wink's video in OBS. I'm here with my good friend Wink. He's here. You just can't see him. What's going on, Wink?
2: Unbelievable. Where am I at? I can't even see myself. This is crazy.
1: We'll, I am doing uh, under control in two seconds.
2: Yeah. All right. Promise. I am doing pretty well. Uh, this is our first podcast back after the holidays and uh, had a pretty good holiday weekend. Got to spend some time with family and, you know, uh, yeah, it was a good time. How about you?
1: Uh, it was a great time for the holidays it's beyond uh, working 12 6 p.m to 6 a.m on New Year's or Christmas Eve and Christmas so um yeah that was okay this is how it went for me work overnight Christmas Eve and Christmas night not get any sleep on Christmas day sleep all day on the 26th it was it was it was a very interesting time for my uh my sleep patterns, that's for sure. I am all caught up now, though, so that's a—that's uh, good.
2: Nice. Sounds like it. Very cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to show off two things real quick. Uh, my girlfriend got me just a bunch of Star Wars stuff for Christmas. One is a pork <laughs> shirt that I am wearing that I'm pretty sure she got just for herself. And <laughs> check these bad boys out. These are actually grill tongs. That make the lightsaber sound. They are fantastic. <laughs> the best thing ever. Y- yet to flip <laughs> a burger them with them, but uh, this weekend uh, it shall happen.
1: So <laughs> New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, perfect time for it, man. Probably so.
2: May- maybe know, during I'd... the uh, OU game Monday that I cannot wait for. I'm so excited.
1: I'll be rooting for uh, Oklahoma for sure. For uh, Arizona Cardinals future quarterback.
2: Mm, Yeah, (laughs) probably so.
1: (laughs) Baker Mayfield, drafted in the middle of the first round by the Arizona Cardinals, calling it.
2: That wouldn't surprise me. All right, uh, let's see. What do we have to cover?
1: All the normal intro stuff. So first off, today's episode has some really awesome uh, questions and answers, and all the questions came from our awesome uh, community in Discord. And so uh, the next time we do this, if you want to be part of this and ask us questions for the uh, next question and answer episode, join us on Discord at discord.me slash shatteredorder. Type that in your browser. You can join us on Discord, and we have a lot of fun in there. So go check that out. As you know, we are right here live on Twitch right now. But we also are live during the week with many streams on gameplay and other stuff, out-of-order podcasts, all kinds of stuff. So if you check our Discord there, you can find out when we're going to be streaming. We also put it up on Twitter. But uh, twitch.tv shatteredorder Shattered Order for that. If you want to find out if we're streaming on Twitter, you can go at Shattered Order. That's where we're at there. And uh, yeah. So that about sums up all the uh, places you can find us. But uh, I want to I want to announce the winner of the intro contest. Now there are a lot of really good ones, but there was one that when I listened to it, I just cracked up laughing. As it, it's the one that I picked for a winner. I know that you had a lot of ties on yours, but uh, yeah, there were uh, three let, that I
2: all that I liked pretty equally, and uh, this one was your favorite, so we went with it.
1: Why don't you play that for the listeners again?
2: Let's do it. This is Moly Moly Mole from the Tauntaun Sleeping Bag Company. And you're listening to... What's that, honey? No, I'm just recording something for a podcast. A podcast. It's like a radio show that I download to my phone. Yes, it's about my Star Wars game. It's, it's It's a couple of guys talking about the game. Um... I get, like news and theory crafting yes theory crafting yeah, that's a real word okay thanks honey. <laughs> you are listening to yes Daryl. i'll take out the recycling
1: <laughs> you're listening to the shadow river podcast <laughs> that was pretty
2: good
1: congratulations m4 pretty for good, uh, winning the intro contest i will message you on discord and get you uh, your $20 gift card, and this is something that we'll probably do again in a couple months. So, start thinking now. If you got something in mind for a funny intro, I will uh, gladly shell out a nice gift card for another winner when we do this again. Yep. So. I'm
2: going to have to make this a more regular thing. <laughs> um, so, Patreon update. We have some new Patreon subscribers. Uh a okay uh Bourne, and Michael Bluth. Bluth?
1: Bluth. Like Bluth. Michael Bluth from... Uh, God, why oh, can't I think of it now? I have no idea. I'll get back to you.
2: All right. Uh, we really appreciate it. Arrested Development. It. Ah, okay. Boom, there it is. Nice. Um, yeah, and, you know, holiday season. Like, this is tough time of year, but fact that you guys still uh decided to support us and everyone else that supports us we really really appreciate it it definitely helps us out allows us to do a lot of things that we wouldn't be able to do otherwise so thank you very much
1: yes we appreciate you everyone that supports us on patreon and on twitch subscribing so uh i know you wanted to uh talk about that so
2: yeah so I know there are probably a ton of you listening out there that you're not a Patreon subscriber or anything of the sort and we don't judge you. We love you all equally. But if like so for some people it's just not feasible to do things like that. But if you have an Amazon Prime account, you have Twitch Prime for free. It's part of the Amazon Prime. What you can do is go to our Twitch account Uh, once, once you, uh, link your Amazon, uh, your Amazon prime account to your Twitch account, go to our Twitch shattered order and subscribe, uh, your subscription lasts 30 days and then you have to redo it basically. But whenever you subscribe, that actually helps us quite a bit. Uh, you know, you get that free subscription each month and that gives, you know, a little bit to us for every person that does that. And it doesn't cost you anything if you have Amazon Prime. It's part of the package that uh, you know most people don't realize. So that would that's a great way to help us out without costing you anything extra. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, plus, it gives you this really cool little crown in the uh, in the Twitch chat. So, yeah, there was and, supposed uh, to be a
1: uh, an icon next to your name if you were a sub. I don't yes. think I've seen it yet, or maybe it's just an emoticon that you can use. I'm not totally sure. So if yeah, you we'll check in check your in the emoticons, there should be a, a Wampa or a Bumble. So check that out.
2: Yep. Um, and something we're going to do for our Twitch subscribers on our little splash screen for the beginning of podcast episodes. In the future, what we're going to do is take everyone who is a Twitch subscriber and we are going to put your name on that splash screen so everybody can see before we start the podcast. It's going to be awesome.
1: Yep. Throw all our Twitch subs on the intro that we play before the podcast. So, little shout out to you guys. Indeed. All right. So let's uh let's talk about the January calendar before we get into this long list of QA questions we got. But I just yeah. want to mention a few things here. And, uh, yeah, so Finn and Poe are the login characters for January. Now this doesn't surprise me in the in the fact that we know that there's still characters for the last Jedi that they're bound to introduce. And I know that they said, on, or uh, Inraj said on some of the Game Changers YouTube interviews that they were focused on the Last Jedi characters for the next month. So I'm not surprised to see two characters that are from the new trilogy as the logins. But I something I find interesting, and I know that you were talking about this earlier in Discord, mm-hmm. most of the, the characters that have been the Login characters in the last probably six months have led to something.
2: Yeah. So just to kind of run that down real quick, somebody actually drew this out and wrote on it. I think it was, was it Meowbaka that did this? If I remember. It is Meowbaka. Sorry. (laughs) uh, It's Mewbaka, I'm pretty sure. Anyway. uh, (laughs) um, So in July, the login was Chief Chirpa. And then, you know, we ended up getting the Ewok events. And then August, Luke Skywalker led into CLS then Captain Phasma to BBA, then Talia to Mother Towson, then your uh, First Order TIE Fighter and Pilot to Kylo Reno Mast, and then there was the Ray Scavenger that led to Jedi Training Ray. Now we get into <laughs> January, and there's Finn and Poe. Very interesting. Um, I know what my, like, kind of what I kind of started thinking about at first first was but i'm curious what was your first thought
1: so this is something that someone posted a screenshot of the forums and it was quickly deleted so it led people to believe that it was something that might actually be real in my opinion it might be it might have been this. just to, del- it might have been just deleted because it would have spread rumors that were false in any case it's got my mind racing true or false and I think it would be awesome if it happened. But something that was mentioned was the idea of a Snoke throne room raid Ooh. that rewarded Snoke Shards that'd from the heroic version. And uh so if we there were if there was announced to be a raid coming from The Last Jedi with Snoke as a reward, and this was a hint to that, I'd be really stoked. Yeah, I don't think that's it. Sweet. But that's that's just my whole wishful thinking there. So, but I do think there may be if it's not a raid, it could be Snoke for resistance. So, Snoke requiring resistance as a legendary character.
2: Yeah. um, I don't know that, that we're going to get a raid, as awesome as that would be. I mean, it's been over a year since we had a raid. But um, there were several thoughts kind of jumped into my head. And my ultimate c- conclusion was a legendary event for probably Snoke. Or... Um, you know, some other... Uh, with it being Finn and Poe, I could totally see it being like a Rose or a uh, General Organa, something along those lines. Um, I think my official prediction is going to be Snoke. But could also see maybe a new Finn and Poe. I mean, we, so we have a Ray from the first movie, a Ray from this movie. The only problem is Finn and Poe don't necessarily change a whole lot, so... That might be part of the problem. I don't know. Um, but it sounds like these are the, you know, this is the fin and Poe that's already in the game that we're getting is the logins, which, judging by the history, they're kind of helping newer players get these characters, and it's a hint as to what's coming next, which is, you know, my prediction going to be a legendary event.
1: I would be totally fine with that because I have at least seven resistance at gear 11 ready to fucking go, so... I am down with that. I would not have to panic farm, and that is why I don't think it will be true. Unless it involves one of the new characters that they're going to introduce this month. Yeah. But we shall see. Hmm.
2: Well, I mean, like, we've got so many Resistance characters. Doing a Legendary event with Resistance characters, I mean, that would be great for even players that have been playing just a little while i mean new new players are kind of going to be working towards that but if you've been playing very long at all you'd be pretty set probably because there's a decent number of resistance at this point that most people probably have yeah um, uh let's see we are also back to one fleet mastery event each for this month and i did not see chimera did you
1: I didn't see it, but there isn't a lot really. Well, okay, so we had a jam-packed December calendar. Every every uh, assault battle, two times the fleet mastery. Uh, you had the Ghost Dathmere, the Ewok uh, heroic battle. You pretty much had everything on that calendar, so it was looked just super full. And that it that was beyond just territory battles and territory wars. So it was really really full. Now I only say that to say. January's calendar looks really, really empty. So it would seem like there would be plenty of room to throw in a legendary event or Chimera at some point. Because that's the way they like to do these things is announce them when they're closer to the event and then add them to the calendar. So Uh I think there's room for either that or this possible legendary event. But I guess we'll see.
2: Oh, we will definitely see. Oh, you know, hopefully it's something awesome. I think it will be, but... I mean, we've only gotten three... Or, or I guess, four characters from the new movie. Special Forces, Tie Fire Pilot, Kylo Renna, Mask, BB-8, which is... I mean, really kind of BB-8 from the first movie. He didn't change a whole lot, I guess. But, I mean, all of his abilities are kind of detailed from the first movie. And then you get to Jedi Training Ray, And, you know, that's pretty much the only characters we have for the new movie. So...
1: Yep. Um, yeah, and three characters from the new movie so far.
2: Yeah, that's I mean,
1: ridiculous. We, the movie's we been like out
2: seven at this point for Rogue One. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a feeling that the next month or two we're going to be bombarded with uh, characters. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see two or three this month, maybe. Um, and then at I some hope so. Because p- honestly. Some point, uh, Special Forces TIE Fighter and Kylo Ren should be, you know, becoming available because they were actually released in November. So we're getting close to that point where um, next month or so they'll be farmable.
1: Yep, I'm f- totally fine with that. I can't wait to get uh, Kylo Ren unmasked. That guy's a badass.
2: Yeah, he's kind of awesome. I can't wait either. Uh, Ghost of Dathomir, I think that actually starts... The time we get done with this podcast um
1: yeah damn, pretty much
2: on the first of you know well i guess the end of this month and wait that that is the ghost death merit no, i'm not crazy i'm reading the notes I'm i might have written the wrong thing i am going to check because i'm pretty sure it's starting actually if you're listening to this you already know and i just checked in it is so yeah and then the end of the month it'll be back so we have two light side territory battles and one dark side territory battle going on this month, which is, you know, that's about what we expected. Uh, this next light side territory battle, we will actually get our seven, seven star Leia Organa, which is going to be super exciting. Cannot wait. Um, let's And my dark side yeah, territory I know. battle teams are rough. I I've got to figure something out cause I'm struggling.
1: I'm gonna um, just, I just want to mention this, and I know I said it in Discord, but Wampa is a machine, and I, I'm so dude, glad that I got him to 7-star, because yeah. 4 out of 4, every battle I had him in, because when you start stacking those Furious Foe offense, like because every time he uses Furious Foe, he gets 30% stacking offense, by the end of that Phase 4, he's got at least 4 Furious Foes so... 120% offense. Stacked with the... I had him under a Zader lead along with Boba Fett. So you add in all the dots, adding extra damage. And along, if he had his uh, protection up buff on him, more damage. He was hit... I, I took a picture of him ca- taking out the last dude in Phase 5, hitting him for 45000 Damn. on this basic. That's I, I, nice. ugh, I love that dude. Yeah. He is a beast. Well, Literally a beast uh, in I, Dark Side Territory Battles.
2: I think there was another video you did where it may have been in one of your live streams. You've had a lot of live. If people want to see Wampa action, <laughs> like go to our Twitch, go to our live streams. There's some awesome stuff on there. But he's like, his AOE is fantastic. He days people and he does pretty awesome damage. He's, I'm super impressed. I am super close to getting Yoda to seven star. And once I do that, I am going balls to the wall on Wampa
1: yeah i think i'm gonna try to work it out uh this week in the in our guild to have a rancor open on one of the days i uh stream just to try throwing him into a a solo team on the rancor and just see how much damage he can do i like it overall it'll be fun nice so it's strategy for sure (laughs)
2: Um, we also so, have
1: four territory wars next month something I, I enjoy s- a lot
2: I thought they had six on there Am there I were crazy? six
1: but two of them were in February
2: oh okay that makes sense so they're really planning these things out
1: yep for sure yeah cause I think the last two were listed to be right after the last light side territory battle
2: yep Man, this last territory war was so much fun. We wrecked one of our uh, friendly guilds, didn't we?
1: Just oh, totally wrecked them. Em. Yeah. They totally wrecked them.
2: Putting close. <laughs> uh, we're lying. Uh, total shoot. lie. <laughs> Lies out the ass. Shout out to our friends at Hoth Ski Patrol. Um, yeah, y'all uh y- y'all had a pretty impressive defensive strategy. We're going to steal some Still some ideas from y'all, but y'all uh, ended up beating us pretty handily. You didn't clear us, but you know They did we, not
1: clear us. That yeah. is the main point. That, that is the one true. thing we can hold on to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, it, I'm telling you what, uh you know, getting uh more friendly with our friends from Hoth Ski Patrol over the past month and then actually ending up fighting them in territory wars yeah, made that was this pretty funny. It made it a lot of fun. And yeah. I don't care that we lost because it was just it was just a fun three days to uh, go back and forth. So yes, it was. Definitely a lot of fun.
2: Yep. So one thing I'd like to mention territory war-wise, uh, just kind of totally random, Just it, I kind of started thinking about it today whenever I was looking at rewards and everything. So we're right on that cusp of almost being at 120 main galactic power. So this is something that we're kind of thinking about as far as trying to push people into getting getting the entire guild to 120 million. And at that point, once we're there, like we typically try to not encourage people to you know, get in the territory war if they can't do anything. However, mm-hmm. once we hit 120 million, that complete strategy changes because whether you win or lose, you're guaranteed one more zeta either way. One additional Mm -hmm. Omega, you get more gear. So if your guild is on the cusp of that and you kind of ask people to, you know, if you're always trying to win, which I totally get, I want to win. I I hate losing, so I totally get it. But you don't want to be at that point where you're actually losing rewards. Like If you can lose and still get the same or better rewards just by having more people participate, make sure you're paying attention to that. And also work on getting that galactic power up as much as possible. I increased mine quite a bit today. Something I was really surprised about. I was working on my Phoenix. I was like, I need to get them all to level 80 because they weren't even level 80 yet. And so I started working on Chopper and I took him to level 80. And something that I quickly realized and had completely forgotten about is the fact that on his ship, his abilities are based on level, not gear level. So if you take Chopper to level 80... You get all that galactic power from just leveling up, which is a decent amount. You get all the gear levels on the character. I think he has three or four abilities. And as you start going up, you know, gear near um, the seventh one, you start getting, you know, a couple hundred galactic power per ability. So, I mean, that's a thousand or so galactic power that you can add there. And then you get a substantial amount for the abilities on the ship. Um, I mean, that's a pretty inexpensive way to increase your galactic power. So if your guild is kind of close on the cusp, maybe encourage some of those guys to work on upgrading their pilots, unlocking ships, starring up ships, and just spending a little bit of currency and try to get you to that next threshold to help guarantee everybody better rewards in these upcoming territory wars.
1: It's seriously based on his, uh, level and not his gear level.
2: It is. It's really weird. I think he's the only character whose ship abilities are based on the character's level and not gear level.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, because uh, I wonder if it's like being the third person on a ship is that way. You know what I mean?
2: Uh, I don't think so because the other Phoenix ship is not like that.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, neither is Cassian's U-Wing. Yep. Huh, that's crazy. Yep. Well, you heard it here first. Level up your uh, chopper... Because you don't have to have gear on him to buy all his abilities.
2: Yep. And like I said, man, those higher level abilities, I mean, you start getting up there, you're getting, uh, you know, 250 or so uh, galactic power per ability. And you probably have the mats like that's that's free galactic power. And if everyone's doing that, you know, it can make a really big difference as far as getting to the next tier of Territory War rewards. (laughs)
1: <laughs> war, war, war. Oh, that's war really war hard wars. to say. I started saying it, and I realized it's a lot more <laughs> difficult
2: to say than I would have thought, but oh well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you.
2: Anything else you want to mention about Territory Wars other than, you know, uh, the Hoth Ski Patrol guys whose uh, strategy we're going to steal a little bit from?
1: Well, see, that's the thing, right? So on this podcast, I have we haven't really given out our strategy for reasons... That should seem pretty obvious, considering guild versus guild happens the way it does.
2: Once we change our strategy, we can give out our old strategy.
1: That is the perfect time for you to cut out, because... (laughs) Because you, it's it's that was adding that was adding totally to the uh, suspense there. That was nice. Okay. Yeah. uh. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. Of course, we can give out our strategy when it's all outdated and we don't use it anymore. Exactly. But uh, to be the nice guy, I'm not going to give out uh, uh, ski patrols. But uh, it is a good one. So if you fight them, feel free to uh, steal it yourselves too. Yep. Um, Yeah. That's all I have. So. Cool.
2: Are you ready? To so get let's get into, into, into these QAs, section? man. All right. These, this is going to be fun. Um, I'm excited. We got a ton of questions. This was great. So on Discord, we created a spot where everybody can just go write in questions. You know, in the past, we've done the audio questions, which we prefer the audio questions. I'll be honest. It's great actually getting to listen to you guys and kind of hear you talk to us on the podcast. It's awesome. But mm-hmm. um, our good buddy Sparrow was awesome enough to actually record all of these for us besides these first two all the (laughs) other ones are actually recorded by sparrow um big shout out to him these are fantastic so uh yeah this is gonna be a lot of fun
1: they're all on the uh they're all on the live stream too so we're gonna i'm gonna try to have them on the screen so you can read them uh while the audio plays and then uh then you'll know what's being said if you can't understand some of these impressions so (laughs) there you
2: go. perfect all right Here, we're going to start with the two that we got submitted through email.
1: Hello there,
2: fellow microtransaction junkies. Quick Toes here. I have two questions, and they're both concerning uh, the different arenas. Uh, Question one. With uh, CLS hitting some of the newer arena shards, what are some of the counter teams or um, some strategies to defeat CLS? Uh, Question two. What is the most popular uh, ship synergy uh, used in ship arenas? Like, which ones work really well together in the end endgame? Uh, well, that's it. Uh, so until the mob enforcer leads the meta, make mine Shattered Order. <laughs> uh, awesome. Right. So to cover that first part as far as the CLS, because, I mean, CLS is about to be swarming people's arenas that he hasn't been swarming already.
1: He's and. about to swarm mine. I'm oh. by, I just got him unlocked on my B account. Ooh, very nice. All exciting. in. All in. So
2: the first two teams that I think of immediately that would be really good against Commander Luke Skywalker is the the disease in the game, which is Night Sisters. Or the plague in the game I should say. The and then plague. the second I thought of are Troopers. Um you know death trooper with his double tap and just that whole team has a lot of really good synergy uh they can be pretty good against rebels considering cls is typically in a rebel type team and empire with thrawn uh those teams can be a little bit problematic for cls so uh those were kind of the first two things i thought of what about you
1: well here's a real question is there anything that troopers aren't good against on offense?
2: That's a pretty good point. Yeah,
1: because it seems like if you need to kill something dead, you can use the troopers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So they are definitely a good one. Uh, night sisters, like you said, um, I, I don't, I don't really know, man. There's a Wampa for sure. Just a Wampa. If you can have a Wampa team, <laughs> that's true. You're good to go.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but hey, if I you like just
1: that. got CLS, the odds you're getting Wampa—that's fair are a little rough. But that would—that's—that's that's what I use to counter CLS is a uh, CLS and Wampa. So I mean, that's, that's how I do it. I'll be honest. But if you don't have CLS, which is, was the question, um, Troopers are a really good one. They're really great on offense. You're probably not going to hold on defense for sure, but you're gonna—you'll slice through CLSs like butter. Yep. Um, so
2: another one mentioned another in our one. live chat by Vitunto I think I pronounced <laughs> that correctly I, I doubt it um, we'll see he, he's much better than us at the game as demonstrated in this previous Territory War but he mentions that the uh, General Kenobi Bears team is obviously, that, that might be the best against CLS because CLS has total hell against that team um, yeah. Unless, unless you really throw in like a Darth Nihilus or something, they really can't do much. So, yep. yeah, that's 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 probably the top answer.
1: Let me. You know what's funny? I'm going to go against my grain here and talk about what I think one of the best fleet uh, groups is, and then you can tell me how wrong I am. But the one I'm using um, involves fives, bigs. TIE Fighter Pilot, uh, Reaper, and Biggs. That's the one I run with the Executrix. I think you said I am twice. It. Did
2: you mean First Order TIE Pilot?
1: Well, I said First Order TIE Pilot, oh, so maybe you? I meant uh, regular TIE Pilot.
2: Okay, yes. That is the exact team I'm running currently.
1: I finally figured out how Fleet, fleet works, and the problem I've found... Oh this week from a lot of people in discord from our podcast is that my arena is apparently the hell arena because Uh-oh. up in my ranks in the 250s there are 280 280 fleet 380 fleet power everywhere
2: I'll be honest it's nasty I don't think fleet power makes a difference I just I, I don't care uh ju- just like in regular it's about team synergy Um,
1: well, yeah, throwing in those Tie Fighter pilots on my team lowered my fleet power by like thirty thousand. So I, I totally yeah. agree with that. It just depends on what you have in there, but and I will say that just climbing do, my ranks is a do nightmare, you have even Chimera with the meta team. I don't, but I have. I am okay. ready for. I'm ready for six star at the very least. Um, I have home one and seven star because I bought the refresh. The other day so did i i just need to get the last 100 shards Ooh. of the uh ghost and phantom so if it's not this month i'll be fine with that because yeah. if it's february i'll be ready for it so
2: i f- i think i finished ghost the day before and then phantom the day of and got uh you know my seven star home one that same day so i am 100 ready for that seven star chimera. but i have the five star one And he's a great leader with that team because that team is all about damage and trying to remove turn meter from the opposing capital ship. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what I do is I, you know, I have the TIE pilot, first order TIE pilot, Biggs, Reaper, and Fives. But then coming right off my bench, I actually took my Junos and soldier to gear 11 today to help out a little bit. But his ship is the first one coming out of my reserves because typically Biggs is going to be my first one who dies which leaves uh two really amazing attackers and two other ones that are pretty good for you know him to attack and call in on the assist whenever he comes in because gino's and soldier's speed is really slow and on his ship so he's a great reserve and i like bringing him in because usually he can finish off someone and remove turn meter off that capital ship when you have the reaper so that seems to hold pretty well on defense for me. I actually finished first in my ship arena today. It was very exciting. Baller. Yeah. I like it. Um, all right. Ready for next question? Let's do it. This is a fellow Shadow... Uh, God bless. Shattered Order member. <laughs> okay,
3: go. Hi, Wink and Dan. I am an Imperial loyalist who wants to know how to defeat those pesky night Sisters. Please give me multiple options. Thanks.
1: <laughs> I, I, I think our, that's our that. <laughs> i think that's our fellow shattered orders neighbor's grandma i think that's yes. what he said
2: oh my god that's that's funny i you told me that's what it was gonna be i am imperial forgotten. loyalist oh that's awesome
1: <laughs> i love it
2: so uh <laughs> pesky night sisters um all right so wampa
1: sorry that's probably wrong
2: um <laughs> I think Wampa's the answer just by every question at this point. It's uh, my answer. I don't... Imperial troopers haven't actually used them, but they appear to be damn good against the Night Sisters.
1: Oh, um, man. Giggles will, swear, Giggles will swear by them for sure. Well,
2: that's good to hear. That's kind of what I've been seeing otherwise, and I trust Giggles. So, uh, yeah, I bust out those Imperial troopers. Um, I've heard a lot of people have really good success with the Admiral Akbar Yoda CLS team against Night Sisters. I didn't have much success whenever I was running that team. However, I am using the Jedi Training Ray team, and I don't really have much of an issue with the Night Sister teams in my arena. Um, they may not, I don't know, they might not be as well geared or modded as some others that people face, but uh, I, I really didn't have an issue with them it, because um sorry r2's burn like i have really high crit chance on r2 like i think i discussed last week and uh whenever he crits you know he does the expose so if you're able to get the uh, exposes and burn on night sister initiate you're in a pretty good spot because she's the pain in the ass in that team so what are your thoughts
1: uh, I just had really good thoughts, and then I started thinking about beer. <laughs> um, gosh, what was it? Oh, yes, so Elon had a team that works pretty well if you target the right person. But uh, Palpat- something for the future to think about, Palpatine lead with the IPD, Imperial Probe Droid. Um, that's, that's a good right. team. Yep. You just got to get the right uh right- supporting characters in there and uh, make sure that you blow up the most important person on that team to really make it fall apart
2: otherwise for example
1: uh, for example take out Acolyte first if you have the chance and she's there Um, Daka might be better in that case even then because she'll just bring her back up that's what happened to our good friend Elon Mustard today because he took out Mother Towson with his IPD and Daka brought her back up on the next time Daka took a turn. So that turned the whole battle for him. But um, IPD taking out one of the most important key parts of a um, Sister team can really tear it apart. So that's one for sure.
2: Yep. Um, our HSP friends in the chat uh, also mentioned Wigs with Lando as a good option. I hadn't thought of that, but... That's a really oh, good Yeah, point. for sure because
1: AOEs. strong AoEs are really good against Night Sisters as well. Yeah. Because they're all hiding behind that zombie if he's in the team yep. and uh, you want ways to kill them back there without having to deal with the zombie or when he's off of his taunt off of his taunt. So, yeah, yep. strong AoEs are good against Night Sisters.
2: Absolutely. And also so. uh, Phoenix and Ewoks as potential good options.
1: For sure. It looks like Niccolo Nic I keep it. Nicolo <laughs> Nerio our patron. Patreon is next. I cannot talk.
2: Um all right. So before that I have a more important question. This is a question coming from me. What are you drinking?
1: Ah, okay, there you go. I am drinking a Golden Road Pi- palisades pineapple it's a pineapple and apricot wheat ale that i love i drink this thing all the time every time i can buy a six pack of this i will drink it all day long actually i bought three six packs for new year's today so nice. i'm set but i love this stuff sounds How pretty about you? delicious
2: uh i am not having beer i am having um glass of whiskey and coke and it is quite delicious and if you look in there you know what you see uh?
1: Death Star Ice Cube Ah,
2: yes yes. I Death, love it Death Star Ice And <laughs> I also put a link to the Death Star Ice On our Twitch page So if you need one of those, go there You know, that will help us out But uh, yeah, go get yourself some Death Star Ice Because it's awesome
1: <laughs> That is pretty awesome
2: Alright, next question
0: Alright, Nick This is Nicolas Nereo What is the one team or faction you can never see yourself finishing or grinding? An example for me is I cannot currently see myself completing a Jedi team. All Gear 12 wouldn't see me finishing. Kinda sad how Jedi are one of the icons of Star Wars.
1: I'm with you, Nick. uh, my Jedi are absolutely horrid. um, that's why I went for Wampa first because I didn't yeah, and as it turns out, Hoda is great with people that aren't Jedi, but uh that's why originally I didn't go with Hodas because my Jedi are absolutely terrible. but as far as I really I want good Jedi, but I probably won't finish them until uh they get a rework because right now I just don't see the value in it. Um I I have dark side I have light side territory battle teams that don't involve Jedi so I really have no need to level them right now unless they got a rework. So I see what you're saying there um as far as you know factions go, it, can I take a cheap route and say separatist? <laughs> that,
2: uh, yeah that's a pretty good one. I mean, I hadn't thought about that uh,
1: uh Tuscan Raiders okay it's another one tuscan yeah I know. Well, but I don't they're see not a factions
2: part of the pro- so um i mean for me the answer is pretty easy it's clones like <laughs> don't don't know don't care not gonna finish them whatever that's easy so
1: yeah yeah I think my answer, honestly, Tuscan is wrong because if they added two more Tuscans and made a Tuscan team and reworked the ones they have, that would be like my main team because there used to be a Star Wars trading game. Like back in the day when I was in high school, that I played the crap out of. And I was the only one of my friends, probably about 30 people that played this game at my school, that played an all Tuscan deck because I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And uh, if there were Tuscans, if there was a Tuscan faction in this game that actually worked, I would play the crap out of it. I think that my answer is going to be Jedi 2 until they get a rework. Understandable. So, yep. That's mine.
2: Alright, next question.
3: Hello. This is Antuki. And I would like to play a game. (laughs) What are your thoughts on the metas? Which meta has been the best slash most fun for you? Which meta has been the fairest? Skill and strategy not RNG dependent. And finally... Which meta was the least enjoyable to you? And remember, answer truthfully. I'm
1: listening. <laughs> we got uh. you, Antuki. We got you. <laughs> well done. Why don't you go first?
2: Um, all right, so I'll just run down and answer all three. Uh the the meta that's been the best, most fun for me was obviously back in the days of the fast stormtrooper Han. Uh that was Y you, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the fairest skill and strategy, not RNG dependent. That that I think is actually really tough. I kind of dream team.
1: The dream team. <laughs> I'm telling you, know, you that might be the fairest too. That might be my answer for Your skill for both. and strategy during the Dream Team yeah. era was amazing. That that's a good point because to this day I am still impressed by your uh ingenuity with too. that team. Yes.
2: No doubt about it. Um I mean that <laughs> was that was all strategy. It wasn't RNG. It was I mean yeah, so um that 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 was a really good meta, and honestly, I kind of think where we're at in the game right now is really interesting because there's about, I mean, there's five or six teams, and they're all synergy based, um, and everyone can beat everyone. It's really good. Um, and then uh, the least enjoyable meta was obviously the Dooku meta. May just, I I think I threw <laughs> up in my mouth a little bit. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Um, Let's see. Which man has been the best, the most fun? You know what's funny is, and, and this isn't... This might not even be a meta thing, but I think that back in the day when this game first came out, I think the most fun I had was running a Phasma lead. Phasma was my lead for probably eight months I used Phasma lead. And while I did not make... I still have never made a top 10 finish. I know. Why do I have a podcast? Wow. But, uh, <laughs> my favorite lead was Phasma. And I've always had the most fun with Phasma. Cause it didn't matter what you put with her. You could change it daily. Cause back then it was easy to
3: that.
1: get yeah. it, back then. It was easy to get everyone to uh, gear eight or nine where, which was the max at that point. So you could kind of just interchange whatever you wanted in the team to make it fun and they would assist each other and everything else. So that was the most fun for me. Uh, that was back when... That was back in the beginnings. Towards the end of when I used her, it was back in the beginnings of Dooku and Old Ben meta. But, uh, yeah, that, that was probably the best for me. Uh, the fairest, I'd say probably right now, only because uh skill and strategy, not RNG-dependent. I'd say right now is probably the best. I think they've put the game in a nice place where you can use multiple teams to get to the higher ranks and stay there. Um, Mm It kind of is at the point now, again, where if you have the god mods or you have the best geared characters with decent mods on them, you're going to stay up there and it'll be harder for people to break into those spots, which means that's going to get destroyed here soon. But uh, (laughs) I think it's fair right now with the way things are. Um, uh, which meta was the least enjoyable? You know what? Uh, I also think in in the ranks I am in right now, it's the least enjoyable for me because between twenty and sixty on my shard is all CLS. Every team is CLS. Every team has a CLS, a Han, and an R two in it. Whatever's after that is different on every team, but that's pretty much it. Now, it's least enjoyable for me just because it's there's no variety, but it's it's pretty fun still because all of those are rebels and Wampa loves rebels, so <laughs> that makes it fun for me. It's just fun to slap things with Wampa.
2: That's so. that's understandable.
1: Yeah. All
2: right, next.
1: This is
0: Mojo. Which characters do you expect to see released from The Last Jedi? And how do you expect them to be released?
1: All right, War Mojo. TLJ, we're going to try to give these answers without spoilers. That should be pretty easy. Yep. Because everyone should pretty much know who's in the movie. Maybe not what happens with them, but... Uh I can list probably three characters off the top of my head that I think for sure will be in the game. And I think that's Rose, uh, DJ, the Slicer, slash Master Codebreaker, because I don't know why they didn't just use Slicer. Um, and uh, what was the other one? Praetorian Guards and oh, I hope so. a new type of uh, First Order Stormtrooper.
2: Uh, that'd be really cool, like a new First Order tank that's the Praetorian Guards. That would be really cool. I would dig I,
1: it. I would really dig it, too. I think, uh, you know, Rancor Raid came out with Gamorrean Guard in it, but at near the same time, Gamorian Guard was released as... I This is my tinfoil hat. Everybody look at it. Um, <laughs> Gamorrean Guards were released around the same time Rancor came out. And uh, he was one of the phase one characters, you know that much. So let's just say there was a Snoke raid. Maybe we got Praetorian guards as a playable character in the same way that they might be in a new Snoke raid.
2: Interesting. <laughs> so Assassin <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just 2107 in the chat brings up a really interesting point of something we didn't even talk about, which was the hint for this week. The price of treason was the what's ahead uh, thing. Um, mm. And he mentions that, uh, you know, a lot of people think in Praetorian Guards over that, which, you know, wouldn't surprise me. Um, it
1: would surprise me, however, because the other side to your coin, which I think you were going to, was that... The First Order Stormtrooper Executioners were literally says in their bio that they were the group of the Stormtroopers that were tasked with uh, disciplining those that tre- committed treason against the First Order. So, yeah. my guess is the First Order Executioners. That's my guess. Okay. That's why I said another First Order Stormtrooper character because I yeah. think that's the, what that was hinting at.
2: Okay. Um, but uh, Sparrow says Porgs. I'm wearing a pork shirt, so I will second Porgs because why not? However, I think we will see Snoke. Um, I, I'll be honest, I don't think we'll see Snoke with the next movie, so I think if they're going to release him, it'll be now, you know, during the era of this movie.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: No, no idea why I think that, but Praetorian Guards, I think, will come. I think uh, Rose is probably a pretty safe bet. Um, mm-hmm. General Organa, if she's going to come out, she probably has to come out with this movie. I mean, um, you know,
1: Carrie the- Fisher's
2: not with us anymore. She's not going to have a prominent role in the next movie. We, I mean, we don't know what her... There's literally, if she's in the for. next
1: movie... If she's in the next movie, depending on what happened, we might be giving spoilers. Whatever. There are no scenes in the next movie for Carrie Fisher recorded. So, that's what if she's is. in the next movie, then uh, I'd I be very surprised.
2: Yeah. So, that's kind of just kind of one of those things. Uh, uh, that's kind of hard to say. Um, but... You know, hopefully we get like a Praetorian Guard. Um, Snow. Get. We need more Dark Side characters because of, uh, you know, the Dark Side territory battles that are coming up. So hopefully we get some of those characters. Um, and, you know, hopefully we didn't just spoil anything. Uh, I don't think, I don't we, think did. we did. I think we're I think good. We think we're we did. We did we're just talking
1: talk. about characters. All right. Yeah. That. Yeah. Just, it, was, it was good. It was good. Um, right. Yeah. I heard about Mubaka getting banned on reddit today (laughs) yeah Yeah.
2: he's like awesome dude if you don't do it once in your life why not youtube so yeah (laughs)
1: yeah we've been banned on youtube you know (laughs) too hot for youtube um
2: all right you ready for the next one
1: yep
0: hello this is sancho's with all the combos of teams out there for arena what teams would you suggest to gear to make a solid run in Arena, I'm currently sitting at 250 and want to start moving up.
2: Hmm, this is tough. It's I mean this this compa- question is completely dependent on where you are, in what the you game. have, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like so. It's tough. Um, as far as how long you've been playing.
1: The biggest so, team that I would that I would recommend, the two biggest teams I would recommend right now really require in-game characters. For example, the Admiral Akbar, Hoda CLS teams or the Return of the Jedi Ray with BB-8 teams. Yep. Like those are literally in-game teams if you really hard characters to get in those teams. So, those would be the ones I'd recommend. If you don't know what they are, you're obviously in our Discord, so just ask us. But uh, as far as that goes, uh, CLS teams are good. Um, on newer shards, things with Beirut in them are still ridiculously good, as yes. long with wigs. Yep. Um, even Phoenix teams, to an extent, on newer shards are really good on uh, on in Arena, especially if you throw some Zetas on them once you get them. They can be still be really good there. Yeah. Um, uh, go ahead
2: <laughs> Um, I'm gonna Kind of be a cop uh, Cop out on this question a little bit And say General Kenobi's good on every damn team in the game Raid Han could Always have a place Because of his yep. stuns And his guaranteed first move Um I uh, th- Those two are super safe Admiral Akbar and Hermit Yoda, you can always work on getting those. And I think those teams are really good. They're pretty hard to stop. Um, Man, outside of them, I guess I will say Phoenix is always a good investment. Um, Resistance is always a good investment. And Kenobi Barris is always a good investment. I don't yep. think you can go wrong with those teams. I think you can always come up with some sort of variation. I, and this is something I've always talked about, is with your arena teams, is trying to not move too many characters in and out of your arena at a time and, you know, uh, just kind of have it be like a rolling wheel where you're slowly changing things, but you're still getting somewhere. Um, I think that that part's really important. So... Um, Yeah, I would say characters kind of like that. Um, Old Ben's another one. I love me some Old Ben, as you probably know. Dude,
1: now that I have him seven star from when I got CLS, he's awesome. Even at gear nine, I love that dude. He's so fun. I don't. I can't tell you how many times I've thought, "Oh, I really want to uh, Zeta him," and then I thought, "But he's gear nine. I'm gonna have to wait till I gear gear eleven or twelve him." Mm -hmm. But yeah, I love Old Ben. Uh, Part of the reason I love Jedi training Ray. Her mind tricks are pretty great, too.
2: Oh, yes. Indeed they are. Indeed they are. Yeah. Alright, next question.
3: Hmm. Oh. <laughs> Hi. This is per
0: Design. How do you think the trajectory of this game has been shaped?
1: Was it out into the wild and they've been reacting ever since? Or is there a Five-year plan floating around CG, with how and when they expect it to shift in different directions. A combination is also entirely possible. Thanks, and have a fun show. All right, Kurt. This
2: is a fun question.
1: Um, yeah, for sure.
2: When when I first started playing the game, you kind of seen that there was some sort of path that they might be taking. But the longer the game goes on, I'm less convinced that there is a set path like a road and it's more like a river that things really do change. And this is something we've always heard devs talk about is like how they'll introduce a character and that brings up something that they never expected. I mean, it's hard to envision every possible uh counter and variation of a character when you introduce something new. Just because the number of people playing, the amount of theory crafters out there, people can come up with things, and I I don't think that like I think there's probably some sort of long-term plan as in hey you know we would like to be able to get this feature and then we would like to get this feature, but it's kind of hard to really iron out an exact plan when there's so much that just kind of changes as we go. I mean, as far as the movies and movie dates, you know, maybe getting changed or something. I mean, you you can't have a five-year plan without knowing when the movies are coming and they've changed the movie release multiple times. So that Mm -hmm. kind of kills that there's a long-term plan and that they kind of have to work in... I, I assume if you go into CG's office, there's a board and there's what they want to get done this month. There's what they want to get done in the next three months. By the end of the year, the next six months, year. And beyond Mm -hmm. that, they probably have ideas and probably not a whole lot else. Uh, I mean, I kind of think whatever the next... They're probably at this point working on whatever the next game feature is, whether it's ship hardware, whether it is a new raid or whatever, but I don't think that they are necessarily trying to shift things. I think they allow us to shift things where they go and just kind of, you know, push the river to one direction or the other. (laughs)
1: yeah yeah for sure I I was going to say this I think that they have as far as game mechanics go I think they have a plan that's set out a year in advance and maybe like the month it comes out changes over that time but as far as characters go and the kits that they have for them I think they know what kind of characters they want to put out and like what reworks they want to do over time but I think they do those kits in the months preceding them coming out to combat the meta. You know, they've said that mm-hmm. they they, they uh, build their kits to combat the meta as they come out. So, you know, it makes perfect sense because if something comes out that completely they did not see coming that just takes over the meta, right? They're not going to wait six months to put out a character to fix the meta, to make it more uh, competitive, they're going to react to that immediately to do something. Whether immediately is a month, two months, two weeks, two months, you know, they're going to fix that, and that's how they do it with these characters and the teams they rework and everything else. So, I do think that as far as characters go, it's a uh, on-the-fly thing. They know what characters they want to do, what uh, factions they want to do, but I think that which characters are doing what. They pick out the time that's best for them. Um, as far as, as game mechanics, like a new raid, they probably have a, a they probably have a window where they want to release a new raid. Territory battles, they probably already know what month they want to bring the next one out in, leaving enough time for the other ones to get uh, more matured. Um, territory wars, they probably know exactly when they're going to implement platoons and. Uh, special missions and stuff for the Territory Wars like they've talked about I mean everything seems to have a plan it's just a shifting plan depending on what's going on in the game because as you know this community can do so much in this game to change their plans because they just figure stuff out that they that uh, CG had no idea was going to happen um, yeah that's that's how I feel about it So,
2: yep uh, uh, that's uh, so I'm so distracted by this freaking live chat. This is ridiculous. If you're listening on the podcast, you and you want to talk about ways to ways to have your porg, uh, go go to go to this timestamp in you know on our Twitch and uh, go go read. You the can por- see. Go read the porg recipes.
1: <laughs> it's pretty porg porgressive.
2: Porgressive, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, All right. <laughs> next question. Hi, guys.
1: Kurt Design again. Different question. This summer slash fall, a dev went on record saying that there was a Vader team, or Zader team, still undiscovered that would highlight his
3: strength brilliantly. Any ideas on how to think
2: outside the box on such a used character of the past?
1: Um, This is a cool question. Wampa. I like this.
2: Okay, so that was my first thought. (laughs) However, Summerfall, Wampa, not really in the cards yet. But I think at this point, Wampa is an excellent choice. But whenever I think about this... Great Dark Side
1: Territory battles for sure.
2: Yeah, exactly. So um, when I think about this, I want to go and read Vader's leader ability because I feel like... His leader ability is really probably the key. And Mm -hmm. so his leader is Empire and Sith allies gain 30% offense and have 50% chance to remove 20% turn meter when they damage an enemy. This turn meter removal can't be resisted. While Darth Vader is alive, enemies immediately regain damage over time for two turns whenever damage over time expires on them. So there is apparently a team out there, according to a dev, that is really good using a Vader Lead. The things I think about that I notice are turn meter removal and the damage over time. Um As far as variations, like, I don't, I don't, I haven't zated Vader, so it's hard for me to talk about theory crafting too much because I really haven't actually used the team, but I've seen it used enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, y'all are killing me. Um, so I think you, I think it's bound to be a, like an AoE based team. Um, you probably need, I don't know, you probably need Days, maybe Boba. Because when you have all those stacking debuffs, being able to execute and execute and execute without, you know, uh, completely removing the dots with them just popping back up, I think that could be really useful. Um, The turn meter reduction uh, is obviously great. Darth Nihilus would probably fit on there. But the problem is Vader. You have to protect Vader. And... I think that's kind of where I get stuck up on these Vader teams is what is the best way to protect him? Because I, I don't know. It's stormtrooper Maybe
1: shore trooper. Sh-
2: you could do shore and storm. Good. Um, and then you're left with maybe like a him, Boba and, uh, Sidious, perhaps, um,
1: you are so distracted I, I, by I the porg recipes I can't even it's oh my <laughs>
2: god it's y'all are amazing like this is, sorry
1: kurt uh this is, this is a good. tough one to answer while reading pork recipes in 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 uh live stream chat um like, I, I i don't know what the answer to that is because no one's found it it's really tough i thought about putting baston in with uh Vader. I thought that would work um, okay. just because of his basic with the double uh, the double dots. Uh, another one is uh, Gamorrean Guard because he's a dot master. Um, and you're looking for someone to protect Vader. Uh, Gamorrean Guard could possibly do it. We have already talked in depth all the time about Gamorrean Guard's shortfalls. So that's why I really don't think it's him unless they were to fix the, his AI to taunt first. But I don't know. I really don't know what would make Vader teams better. If someone found it and were to use it, if they think it's that good, then it might be something worth people looking into. So
2: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I I just I don't know what it would be because, you know, you kill Vader and the whole team falls apart. That's part of the problem with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I don't know. Um, uh, maybe I'll zeta Vader and just try to figure out what that team is. I- I'm kind of kidding, but he is a character I've thought about Zading uh, and you know maybe I will at some point, and maybe I'll figure something out. But it's it's hard to say without using it too much. But I, I well, mean,
1: when you get your Wampa, you'll want him. That's because those dots too. stay yeah. forever, which means Wampa can just keep you, hitting you people need with to dots. Be the-
2: you need to be the test subject for this and figure out what that team
1: is. (laughs) I, uh, I kind of gave up on my Darth Vader Wampa team early when Jedi, when I got Jedi Ray, because I wanted to gear her up, but I was gearing up a Zader shore trooper, death trooper Wampa Thrawn team. And, uh, I really liked where that was going, but, uh, I've since switched with some videos I've seen of Jedi training Ray BB-8 R2 Gk and Wampa teams that are really good. So that's what I'm working towards now.
2: All right. Um, well. All right. Maybe, you got this next maybe question. You'll, maybe you'll figure it out. And I love this next question.
1: Good. Well, you can answer while I. Uh, this is
2: Helen Foster.
0: I run a full night <laughs> squad at the moment, with all characters leveled and geared as much as their star level allows. However, I know that if I hadn't geared my zombie, my team would have been much, much better. What are your thoughts about having a tool in the game that is better off not spending gear and resources on? Is it Bad game design, or a nice break from the usual grind? Personally, I just couldn't do it. Didn't feel right. And also, my swogger, OCT, wouldn't allow it. On second thought, I guess the, that old Bandai quick" was a similar thing. For a while, but I can't, I, I can't think of anything
2: else, can you? well um no not really uh what's really interesting about this question is when they redid old ben when they did the rework when they did cls in what was it august the whole reason why they got rid of all the buffs that he does was because they didn't want to encourage people to not gear characters they felt like that defied the point of the game and then two months later they release a character that directly violates that which I mean I don't know if it was just missed if they didn't think that people would be doing that I I I don't know it's I think it's bizarre given that they actually directly mentioned that they wanted characters who are better when geared and then they release a character who's better when they're less scared. So, I- I'm with you. It's really weird. I, I don't get it. Um, I can't think of any of characters that have been that way. Uh, it's, I mean, Old Ben and Zombie are the only two that I can recall that are actually good whenever they're, you know, whenever they're weak. So, I, I, I don't know it's um it's it's very odd I don't get it you have any thoughts I would comment question? but
1: I have no idea what you're saying
2: yeah I'm just talking about the le- characters that die easily and not uh, okay. getting them and, yeah I don't know it's it, it it's bizarre and I, I don't get it it's, it's uh, I, I it think it should not be I a thing at this far
1: end of the game's life for sure and I think that's why they changed uh, Old Ben the way they did yep. when they reworked him, is because they wanted to discourage that. Yep. And I, th- I think that's why um, you have to wait till the end of Night Sister Zombie's turn before he even taunts, so that you're not killing him, bringing him back. Uh, takes his turn and he's automatically taunting again. Yeah. Or she. I don't know why I'm saying it's he. Yeah, that's
2: whatever. Um Alright Next Question I can't find the next question.
0: Oh there it is. Hola, guys, this is Most test. Which tune Zeta ability did most regret applying twenty Zeta mats to name of the tune and ability and why? This should be an intentional Zeta <laughs> and not an unintentional one. I'm looking at you. Good night, punk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like he knew what my answer was going to be mm. before I answered it.
2: Yeah, mind reader over there. You can tell someone listens to the podcast.
1: Yeah, I really gotta. Uh, I really gotta go look at what Zetas I actually have then.
2: Um, I I know I, I've got two. So I did Darth Nilas's unique. Uh eh, it was really good for arena, but. Honestly, not that useful anymore. It's kind of worthless. Um, there's a lot of other ones that are kind of questionable, but I don't necessarily regret that much uh, as far as, you know, like Boba. I, his is still pretty useful. Um, Kylo's obviously useful. Phasma would be the second one that I would say I probably regret, but...
1: I was, I was, I was thinking okay. Phasma might be the one of yours.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think Phasma and Darth Nihilus are my top two. And I haven't accidentally zaded anyone, so I can't speak to that.
1: <laughs> I have, and uh, it really has done me no good, but uh, that's okay. That's okay. I can deal with it. Where are my Zetas? That's What's going question. on here? I'm looking them up on uh, swugga right now.
2: Uh, Kai in the chat says Vader, and I think that's probably a popular one. Just kind of been nerfed too many times. And I don't know if "nerfed" is the right term, but fixed. And I think people were probably misled on how good he was based on some of the flaws that were in his kit. Um, so I I think that would probably be the answer for
1: quite a few people.
2: And you, while we're you know what at I got it, one.
1: Oh, I got one.
2: Go ahead. All
1: right. Go ahead. While you're at it, I don't want you to lose your train of well, thought. I
2: was gonna say. Um, since I was mentioning Vasara Kai, Vasara Kai, Nicolao Nereo, and my name is Sue. Thank you for your subscriptions in Twitch as we've been recording this episode.
1: As we go. Awesome. Appreciate you. Um, my, the one Zeta I wish I could probably take back right now that I don't use that often is my fives. I, when I was when I was all in on my clone team for heroic AAT, it seemed like a good thing at the time. But uh, as far as uh, overall utility and usability now, do I use it that often? Not really. Um, I don't know if you know what his is, but uh, let me find it real quick. Skills. Skills is not showing. On Swagaga, so it is totally messed up. But I think it's the one. Anytime a clone ally takes damage, he gains five to ten percent um, turn meter. Oh, so yeah. if if he were a big damage dealer, it would be a it would be an awesome deal. He does put down uh, speed down, so that was always good in raids with him. But uh, that's one I would definitely take back.
2: Yeah, understandable. So. Next question.
0: Hi guys, this is Drew. Is raising your overall number for JP pointless if the tones can't be used for anything? For example, unlocking a locking of tune and taking them to level 50 and gathering them? Or better to take the tunes to level 85 after they are 7 stars to be used in TB and Tower Toy Wars?
1: Now, before we answer this question, I really want to hear <laughs> Drew's real voice.
2: Yes, to get that out of our heads. Yeah.
1: Okay. To get Drew's fake voice from Sparrow out of my head.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, so... So... I wish I would remember that we had this question, because I kind of talked about this right at the end of Territory War. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think every character that you have, you should take to level... Between 50 and 53, depending on the character, and upgrade their abilities as much as you can, and get them to gear five or six, just because of how much it increases your galactic power and how much it helps your guild overall. It get, it, you know, if everybody does that, it could get you into that next tier bracket on territory wars. And when you're talking about four territory wars a month, that's a pretty. I mean, that could be four extra Zetas a month. I will certainly take that. I mean. So yeah. I think that's a pretty cheap investment. It don't cost a whole lot. Uh, it's something that's it's insanely easy to do. I think every character I have is at least level 50. Um, I was
1: doing it on my B account today. Um, to get a character level 53 from one is 600,000 credits. So if you're sitting on 40 million like me and you really want to up your GP, one way to do that is every character you have, at least get them to level 53. And uh, from there you can throw on just absolute crap mods um, and and put those on them if you have them at level 15 already from trying to get speed mods to pop. Put those on your characters because that'll just add even more GP. Um, ability mats is one that's I have a hard time doing. Get everything, every character, up to level 3 at the very least because those just take the green and the uh, blue or white, whatever you want to call it, ones. If you want to start using purples on these guys, go ahead. Purples are always a hard one for me to spend because I always never seem to have enough of them for the characters I want them on. But uh, you can always get to level 3 with all of them. So if your characters aren't at level 3 abilities... Jump everyone you can to level three. I guarantee you have everything you need to do that. Um, yeah, that's a double dip on your ships or uh, pilots. Pilots yes. are great ones that's to gears because you get uh, you get ship galactic power as well as character galactic power. Yep. Um, and when you're talking about yeah, territory to war,
2: do. it's your collection. Like you can only use characters over six thousand, but it bases off your entire collection. So. Uh, ships are you know ships and pilots are kind of the shortcut for increasing your galactic power as much as possible or at least most efficiently i should say
1: yeah cool sounds uh, good
2: next question where is it
0: hi guys this is the beta cup do you think a food Zeta Ewok team can be a viable counter to jedi turning ray as she starts to gain strength in the arena, go murder battles.
2: Meow Baco, we need your response <laughs> on this one. Uh, get to typing, dude. Um, I'm not super uh, familiar with the full Zeta Ewok squad.
1: Well, I was going to say, it depends on, I don't know what their Zetas do exactly that you're asking the question if they will counter from. Um, I know, I know that, low-grade does the days move to throw days out on everyone. Um, I don't know. I haven't used my ray yet. I just got her to gear 11. I don't really know if there's anyone on that team that's a good uh, dispeller, but I would guess that you put a dispeller on that team. Um, Yeah, so I, I don't know how it would do. Because here's the thing, right? The great part about... Well, here we go Again. Dan's talking about Wampa, but his AOE adds days, right? And the days is awesome until it's, it's gone because someone cleared it within two turns. So I I just don't see if there is a cleanser on a Jedi Ray team, how days would help you to be able to defeat. Because I know Jedi training rays teams depend a lot on uh, turn meter. Manipulation, but uh, if they're clearing out days, it's going to be tough, it'll be just like any other team, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I mean, day if you can daze Jedi Training Ray teams, like they're in serious trouble, but yeah, uh, yeah, um, as
1: long as you keep it on there, that's always the hard part in the meta. The metas recently is these debuffs are great unless they're countered, which is why Jedi Training Ray is good. Because her healing immunity is can't be uh, dispelled, you know? So, I don't know. Three Ewoks dispel. Yeah, that's another good thing. Unless uh, unless uh, BB-8's calling in assists out of his turn and triple exposing you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. see it. Yeah.
2: All right. Next one.
0: Hello, it's Nicola again. Would Yoda's lead make Kenobi and Barris' team stronger? Would Odd Ben be just as good under Barris? Or what is the difference in having a Kenobi and Barris together versus having an Odd Ben and Barris together?
1: Um. I guess you got to go off the first question first. Yoda lead make Kenobi and Barris better. What is Yoda's lead?
2: Uh, Yoda's lead is they gain turn meter and they have like plus thirty percent tenacity. I think, or maybe it's 25 percent tenacity and gain thirty percent turn meter when they resist the debuff, and then have a chance to yeah. So his it or something. his.
1: His Zeta leadership is Jedi allies gain 30% tenacity and 30% turn meter whenever they resist a debuff. And whenever they suffer a debuff, they gain tenacity up for one turn at the end of that turn. Uh, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, um, I, I don't think that helps that team at all because Kenobi and they need as much health as possible, and Kenobi's lead is too good for that and Yoda would just make them go more often, which they don't really need to do. Um, They're kind of meant to just kind of sit around, hang out, and take a punishment, and make you waste your time. Um, And, I mean... uh, As far as the second part... um, I mean, the, the main difference is, I think, Kenobi's tankier, and he taunts more often the problem with like an old Ben embarrassed team is once you dispel old Ben it's kind of over problem with Kenobi is you do have to finish him off because um, he will just keep re-taunting that's why he's so damn good so now yeah, what a
1: great man yeah like what a character to continuously stay meta right
2: he's been in it a long I I mean he he was released people started getting him a little over a year ago and once you put him in your arena, you don't take him out he's he's the I, I think he's the best character in the game especially for arena he's he's amazing
1: well, he's my favorite character in Star Wars so I'm oh, okay yeah. with that
2: yeah. very cool
1: Ewan McGregor is my hero, I'm just saying
2: figure <laughs> Um, Figures?
1: What are you trying to say? It's the beard. He's just got a great beard.
2: I'm not judging people with beards. Just saying.
1: I hope not. Hey,
0: guys. This is the Shattered Beard
1: Podcast.
3: Which characters
0: do you think will be needed in the return of the Jedi Luke's hero's journey? Even ones not in the game yet.
1: Okay, so, first off, I... (laughs) Going up, Sparrow went to, uh, you know, Kylo Ren Vader mask on that name or the uh, voice there. But I think that's Mighty Mama. <laughs> that's my guess.
2: No, I think it's I think it's Mighty Mammal.
1: There's no L, though. Yes,
2: there is. Right before the
1: print. Oh, there is. I'm blind. You It are is blind. Mighty Mammal. Indeed. Never mind. I was going to say we just offended Mighty Mama. Sorry, <laughs> Mighty Mammal. You are not. Now, you might still you be a girl. mighty man Jeez. I'm not assuming your gender here. Okay, okay. I'm just saying. And what uh, characters do you think will be needed in the Return of the Jedi? Luke's hero's journey. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna list the ones I think. All right. Uh, Lando, Hoda, uh, CLS. Mm-hmm. The Hot Han.
2: That's a good one. That's a really good one.
1: Uh, And I don't know who the fifth one would be. Maybe someone new.
2: So CLS and Hermit Yoda, I think, are absolute and total locks. Um, Mm -hmm. Hot Han, I hadn't thought about, but that is a really good answer. Lando's a really good answer. Um, But...
1: Rolo, maybe
2: what what if they did something different? What if it was one of those things where you also need Vader? so you need let's see because Vader's such an important part of that also like he's not who he is without Vader being there, so that's gonna be my guess. I'm gonna say Vader is gonna be required. I'm going to say. Old Ben will be required. I don't know about Old Ben. I'll say R2 instead. R2's pretty important. I think you'll need Luke's X-Wing. He's the most legendary character in Star Wars. c <laughs> Luke's
1: X-Wing. Not in the game yet, yes.
2: c 3 pos
1: uh, Dude, where, where stand- are you? This is animal. amazing. Keep going. Name all of the characters that aren't in the game. That's what I'm going to do.
2: Um, yeah, I see that. No. Um, That's, then no. it's
1: definitely not coming till August. That's true.
2: No, I think C-3PO is a good one. I think CLS, Hermit Yoda. I think Luke's X-Wing will somehow be required once we get it. And I think that a Vader will be required. That's my guess. All
1: right. I can see that. I was just kind of more going on people in the game. I could see Rolo, Hot Han, Hoda, Lando, and uh, C.L.S. But even then, those those five I named off are really hard for. I don't think Heroes Journey are meant for newer players, to be honest. But that's true. To get that new Jedi Luke, you would definitely still have to be an in-game player. Oh yes. At that point. Yeah. So he'll, he'll, with, the I, the with the ones I with the ones I named off, yeah.
2: Yep. Alright, next question from I can't pronounce your name. Hey guys, it's Mewbaka.
0: You're sitting on a pile of Carbontes. Do you gear Kenobi? Ten Carbontes? Or do you gear Short Trooper? Eleven needed.
1: Great question, Meowbaka.
2: And I assume you are talking about Old Ben Kenobi. Because if it's General Kenobi, it? that's always the answer.
1: Yeah, I don't actually I think it is General Kenobi because I don't think Meowbaka has uh, Kenobi geared.
2: Okay. Well, I'm going to rank the th- both Kenobis with Short Trooper. I will say General Kenobi, then Old Ben Kenobi, then Short Trooper.
1: Yeah, um Depends on what you need overall in the game. I'd say General Kenobi, Short Trooper, then Old Ben. That would be my rank.
2: I am biased towards Old Ben. I can totally But I would say, say the
1: answer is always General Kenobi. Yes. Because he can pretty he much should... slot into any team at any time if you yes. need him.
2: If you have General Kenobi, he should be gear 12, period. Like, I'm not debatable.
1: Yep. GK. Yep. Get on it. Okay.
2: Yep. That, we'll see easy. your
1: progress next week, uh Meowbaka.
2: Indeed. Next question. Oh, that's not it. Guess <laughs> what? I got
0: another one. If Kiyadi <laughs> Mundi was in the game,
1: what would his kit be? Great question, Hell Nick. Fino. I uh, <laughs> I really need. wanna I really wanna use a cone head st- uh, f- quote right now but i don't know any
3: because
1: <laughs> that's all i think of is chevy chase when i see kaya ademundi nice i don't know what his kit would be uh maybe something meta breaking that would be great make the jedi great again how about that um I- i'm gonna honestly i I-, that says
2: that.
1: I think it was episode three we played the make a kit game and uh Ooh. Three of the four characters I think we made kits for wound yep. up in the game and do not have the kits that we talked about. So uh, we can't talk about that without being horribly off base. Let's just say, okay, I don't know if this would be his kit, but let me just talk about a something, a uh, a mechanic I want in this game that's in other games. So a mechanic I want in this game that's in other games is the ability to force taunt. And I'm not talking about Death Mark because Death Mark will force you to attack that character that's deathmarked until someone taunts and then you have to attack someone else. I want an ability that when you slap a character with that ability, they gain taunt so now it doesn't matter what happens if gk taunts over here you can still attack that character it doesn't matter what happens with any taunts you can still keep attacking the character you want to attack i think an uh, a forced taunt ability would be a great addition to this game yeah if that's on kai Mundi, then you're we're already on the right track for a meta breaking character interesting so there's that <laughs> cool
2: All right, next question.
0: Hi guys, it's Cast. Has Gear 12 made Arena better or worse? I can't tell, but you guys were here since the beginning. It just seems like anyone who had a Gear 11 Arena team just took those tunes to Gear 12, and practically eliminated any Arena diversity by doing so thoughts
2: I totally well, let me get go this first argument, here with thoughts I...
1: go I... ahead go ahead you were going okay. I want to keep going
2: um all right I think this is pretty pretty easy and I like I think when you think about it it kind of misleads you a little bit but I kind of think Gear 12's made arena better strangely um you would theoretically you would think it would be much more difficult because of all the extra gear but i think they've done a really good job at making gear 12 pretty balanced surprisingly i mean just just look at the number of varying teams and arena and i mean there's always new people in the top 20 of my arena at least and like people are always changing team like you can run so many different teams now Jedi training Ray coming out has changed things. BB-8 has changed things. Um, Like in the previous meta before gear 12, well actually I guess before the flat gear 11 thing, we had characters that were gear 11 and gear 10 as caps and the gear 11 characters were obviously better and they balanced that and they've done a better job at balancing things from gear 11 to gear 12 with that last little bit of gear and i i really think there is a lot more that is viable right now than has really ever been in the game what do you think
1: um i agree there's a lot well we talked about this a little earlier with the viability and being the most diverse uh meta right now i don't think gear 12 is really a big deal to be honest um it has hurt me in Arena. I don't, I haven't been finishing top 50 like I was before. Uh, I don't have gear 12 characters. I just, I focus more on getting full teams to gear 11 to work my territory wars and territory battles teams as opposed to Arena because Arena obviously has never been a main focus for me, but I not hit in the top 50, which was my goal for the longest time. So something has to change there. And the biggest change that as far as I can see is that everyone I fight is gear 12. I'm not afraid of them as gear 12 unless they have gear 12 pieces on them, because I think just throwing yellow gear or the yellow ring around characters doesn't make them necessarily better than all your gear 12 character or gear 11 characters. So I don't know. It just depends on what type of gear twelve you're talking about. So if they're yellow, I don't. Yellow doesn't scare me as much as yellow maxed out with the gear twelve pieces. Yeah. Um, as far as just getting the gear twelve, that's not a big deal to me. Um, once you start throwing all those pieces on them, which are kind of hard to get, then it becomes a different story. But uh, as far as my arena goes, I've I lose lost about ten places to everyone else with gear twelve. Where I am now, but uh, I feel good about my territory battle teams more so than my arena. So yeah. since that's what I'm going for, I'm totally okay with that.
2: And I think, but I don't. Or I, I say, say I don't
1: think it's made it worse. I don't think it's made it worse. I think it's made it uh, about the same. Yeah. You might feel like you have to have gear twelve characters to fight, and that might be true, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to have gear twelve pieces on them.
2: And let's be honest. If there's a character you like, you should put the put the ring on it. So,
1: oh hey, is that a foreshadowing for an announcement you're gonna make soon? Whoa, that's got a question. Whoa.
0: If milk was blue, what would it taste similar to?
2: That's not the question.
0: Guess what? <laughs> I got another one. If Kiyadi Mundi was in
1: the game,
2: that's not where you're, you're there. falling.
1: I don't know what you're, I did. You are failing.
2: I wonder if it's this one. If Nigra again, I swear, I swear,
0: it'll be the last one. With Gear 12 coming into the game, it seems to have made arena more balanced, more variety of arena teams. But. With these Gear 12 pieces, characters seem to have useless Gear 12 pieces. For example, Stormtrooper. Why does he get two Gear 12 crit items? He exposes when he doesn't crit. Now he crits for days. Why do some of these Gear 12 pieces seem useless?
2: Well, he, I think he also... Uh, isn't there something with turn meter and critting? Or, no, no, it's cooldown reduction on him and critting, which is pretty useful. But, um, I mean, I think for the most part, they re- really did a good job, kind of like I said before, of making gear 12 balance the characters and give them more stuff that they didn't already have. Um, that's kind of my thoughts, I guess.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. It really just depends. Look at what the gear piece is, what the stats are, and if it really increases your team at all. Like, for example, R2, if you have his Zeta on Number Crunch, adding things onto him will always help you because those are all things added to your complete team when he's in it because of his Zeta. So it just really depends on what the piece is. I don't know why things are pointless. It's the same thing as adding stacking uh certain gear pieces on attackers or certain you know health things on supports and it's it's been all over the game so i'm not surprised it's there with gear 12 either yeah that's so yeah Yeah. yep you ready for this what's really
2: exciting question
1: let's see if you got it Hey guys, this is Scoop, Scoobadoo,
0: Scoobadoo, <laughs> do you think Grand Admiral Thrawn could take over as head coach of the Lions and win them a Super Bowl?
2: No, they're called the Lions. They will continue to be inept. Not worried.
1: Who has a better record this year? The Lions or the Packers? Looking for the next
2: question. Where is it?
1: Who 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 might fire their coach this year and still has a better record than the Packers? You can't click that button fast enough, can you?
2: Dan, are you there? Dan. Yeah. Are you there?
1: No, I'll hold.
2: You're I'll hold. You were cutting out. Are you still there? I guess no, I might I'm looking as well play for the next question.
0: <laughs> hey guys. The dog, big dog if you were unlocking CLS this week, would you go all in on him for Arena or do you think the meta is moving on and he only needs to be geared sufficiently for heroic AAT?
1: I think that you go all in on him no matter what because A, he can slot into almost anything anywhere. That's how great of a character he is. So Once you unlock him, gear him all the way up and just enjoy. Because he will fit in arena. He will fit in raid teams. He's great for territory wars. He's great for territory battles. Gear your CLS when you unlock him. It doesn't matter where he goes. He's going to be great. And you're going to be able to use him in so many places. It doesn't matter what he's good in. You will find a place for him no matter what. That's my two cents.
2: You would think that would be my answer, but I am a little hesitant to say that. I would say no question, go to at least like Gear 10 and Zeta binds all things, but I'll be honest, I kind of think they're trying to push him out a little bit and I wouldn't be surprised to see some characters coming up that kind of. Maybe move more towards the dark side because we need more dark side characters for territory battles. And maybe pushing CLS a little bit more out of the way. That being said, he's kind of like General Kenobi. Like, he may not be optimal in every team, but you're not suffering because he's on the team. I mean, he's he's a damn good character. He's well-rounded. He does everything. You won't go wrong by gearing. You will never, you will never regret gearing Commander Luke Skywalker or General Kenobi. It's simple as that. So, um, I hope that answers your question.
1: One last addendum to that: CLS is the type of character that, like GK or uh, Boba in the back in the day, just these characters that if you geared them up and you have them ready to go. It doesn't matter what happens in the meta. There is a there's a chance that you could slot him in immediately and make your team better. And that's why having him geared will always be a better place for you than not having him geared and having to wait to, to gear him to throw him into a team. You know what I mean?
2: Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> not much else to say. Um...
1: Okay. All right, we don't have a we don't have a recording for this one, so I'll just read it off.
2: That's why it's not on the soundboard. That's what I was looking for.
1: We don't have, uh, yeah, okay, Teshkarn, Karn, uh, one of our helpful trivia guys. Droids aren't meta anymore, but got some serious love with BB-8 and BB-8 and this is an addendum to his question. BB-8 and Chopper, by the way, and now have many. And now, many have rediscovered the effectiveness of droids in Territory Wars. What is the best droid squad now for defense and also for offense? Some of us will be using BB-8 with JTR, and some will not. If he's placed with droids, what's the best team, and is it worth a second Zeta?
2: Love this question. No. <sighs> I, I think this is really interesting. So, if you don't have JTR you don't really have any need in zeta his Call of Resistance ally ability. However, if you're going to use him in a droid team, the healing 8% for all droids or the, um, the I believe it's a taunt, uh, allows him to taunt when he's in a team of droids. One of those might be effective. I would say the heal, but when you look at his kit, so... Um, if I remember correctly, if he's on a full droid team, they can gain, they can start the match with 40% turn meter, which is basically what Jawa engineer used to do, except you don't have that keystone character that can be stopped by, you know, Han. So you would have a droid team that starts entirely with only having to fill 60% of their turn meter. You could start with your HK lead like you do traditionally. So if you have BB8, HK lead, R2D2, um, who who's the other? Uh, IG88, and say maybe mm-hmm. chopper or B2 would be super interesting because of the buff immunity and the cleanse, or you know the buff removal. Something like that could be really interesting because you would have R2, stealthing. And pr- kind of protecting everyone, you could have uh, that's a team you can actually set up to do, uh, you know, set, set your turn meter up and have, uh, um, say HK or IG 88 go first, or probably R2 first, and then one of them go, and then you could have your B2 come in and cleanse all the buff immunity if you're against the Kenobi team. And hopefully put out some buff immunity and then ig88 or hk come back in and aoe again then r2 like you could get something really interesting going with those teams and i think that could actually be super interesting especially on defense and territory wars because most people are probably not going to expect how dangerous that team's opening could be and if you don't have a general kenobi against that team you might be in some serious trouble because those teams are dangerous when they get going. That I mean, the General Kenobi and Han is kind of what stopped droid teams from being very good. Because they, two things they had to do was they had to have Jawa Engineer not get stunned. And they had to have uh, the ability to land crits. And with those two characters kind of out of the way, if you're ignoring them for the purposes of Territory Wars, they could be really useful. What do you think?
1: Yep. I'm going to agree because I really don't have any background knowledge on the characters together. I just know that Chopper adds a lot to a droid team. Yep. BB-8 adds a lot. I mean, they've got a lot of stuff going for them right now. I'm re- I am I I leveled a droid team for Heroic AAT, and I'm really looking forward to a droid rework, to be honest. And I've almost got IG-100 to 7-star to, uh, since he got put into the guild store. So, I'm really looking forward to a droid rework at some point because I really think that they can. A, droids were like. You think of cult or followings of characters in this game. Like, droids were always like the people that had the most, like, were most devoted devoted to their team, right? That's
2: definitely. It happened for
1: like a year and a half in this game. This game's been out two years now, at least a year and a half before people just totally abandoned droid teams but there were so many people that were in love with droid teams like i remember when nebit and jaw engineer came out and it just made those teams even better yep. it just people love droid teams i can't i have one sitting in reserved all gear 10 ready to be geared up to whatever they need to be once they get a rework but droid rework would be great because they're just a great team in general, and I like your idea. If you were to lead with an IG-88 fast enough to uh, ability block and uh, heal block people, you're, you're going to be in a good spot as a defensive team for sure.
2: Yep. Interesting. Um, all right, next question I will read, and it is by Keith. if I'm pronouncing that correctly. If you had a newbie whale join your guild, what would you recommend them grind and in what order? For context, this happened to Roughnecks Beta about a month ago. The player at RA bought the First Order Packs and the uh, KRU and Special Force Stifire Pilot Packs. Um, so my first thought...
1: Well, that depends is, on what's out there right now. That's first totally first thought is... First thought if they joined today was, buy some Chromiums. The chromiums are better right now. If you have the money... Like, that's the thing about whales, right? Depends on how much expendable cash they have. All the Chromiums are better right now. You're going to get 15 shards regardless for non-full character packs. But there's enough good characters in those packs to uh, be viable. Let's say you spent $300 in Chromiums as a whale. You're going to get a good amount of the newer characters to 7-star and have a good base, let's say night sisters or Crew or this is probably the only time you'll ever hear me talk about chromium packs but if you're a whale chromium packs can be good just for the oh, yeah. sheer amount of uh, of shards you get you, you now, have as to far as spend packs,
2: money to make chromium's worth it but if you're spending chromiums are a pretty good investment
1: yeah that's what i'm saying if you spend let's say you decided to spend 500 bucks in one day and you bought all chromiums there's a good chance that most of those characters you're going to buy would end up near, at least six, five to seven stars, with not much needed to get them the last little hump, right? But if you're looking at what's left in the store, right? You got your direct Ecrinik pack. That's a good one to get. Um, uh, let's see, rework packs for the rebels if they don't have CLS. Um, fleet mega packs. Once they're low of the ship level, if they want to spend money on ships, that's going to get them some pretty good ones. Uh, Really, there's no packs out there right now, right at this moment. If you're asking this question for this moment, there's really no real good, great packs out there if they already have crew and Special Forces TIE pilot beyond chromiums. And right now, chromiums are the decent deal because for 10 more days, you're getting 15 shards regardless on them. Um... Well, as far as that goes, I mean, I'm not a whale, so I don't really know.
2: <laughs> there's another one. Uh, Empire's really interesting. There's a $60 Empire pack, you know, with Beer's Death Trooper. They're obviously needed to get R2. So that's a great investment because it can go a long ways. The Probe Droid and Stark, you can seriously spend to get them up if you had to. Um, so, I, I mean, I think Empire's a really good way to go just because, you know, it gets you R2 along with what you said. And um, hmm. I think that's uh, I think that's my main uh, those are my main answers.
1: Makes sense, man because you, you gotta yeah, work
2: you gotta work towards getting CLS. Like if you're a well and you're spending, get ready for CLS. I mean, farm everyone you have to to get ready for the next CLS event. Which could be God only knows when, six months from now. But you better be ready. And um, yeah, yeah.
1: Yep, makes sense.
2: All right, next question.
0: Hi guys, Liz is Mekamol, and, and I got a question for Wink. If we could add more clones to the game,
2: who would he add? Uh, This is easy. I would add Hammer. Uh, He didn't get enough screen time on the TV show and clearly could be a total badass. He was highly underrated in the show. And he really needs more screen time. I think uh, the game would be a great way to give him more exposure. He has a great name, looks awesome. And uh, that's the obvious choice, in my opinion.
1: That's a good answer. I think Heavy is my answer. I like Heavy. I wish Heavy were in the. The problem I have with Heavy being introduced to the game is he has that Gatling gun and he kind of looks like uh, the unnamed clone in the game right now. But I really like Heavy in the uh, Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah. Good answer, though. I like your answer there, Wink.
2: Thanks. All right. Next.
0: It's me, a chicken bottom. Do you know what the hondo is yet?
2: (laughs) No. Niggalot's
0: got a question. If milk was blue, what would it taste similar
1: to?
2: I don't know, but it would make you sad, I'm sure.
1: Probably the green uh, or the blue Gator, or, um, yeah, Gatorade. That's my guess. Arctic Chill, is that what it's called? Or is that the purple one?
2: Mm. Arctic Frost, I think.
1: <laughs> Arctic Frost, there you go. Yeah, probably so. Hmm. All right. I got this next one because I think it's a fun one. All right. Eloy said, Shattered Order is a great guild name. How did you come up with it? Well, first off, the name isn't Shattered Order. Uh, That is our guild name. That is our podcast name. But the actual guild name is last of the Shattered Order. In game, that many characters totally fits for a guild name. That should have been our guild name. When we inserted... When I built the guild, I was trying to get it done fast to get all our our, our uh, guildmates in on April 24th, 2016. <laughs> Is that how long it was? 2016. I was trying to get everyone in fast, so um, yeah. they wouldn't u- let me use the word the in our name for some reason. So... I couldn't put Last of the Shattered Order. Last of Shattered Order looked stupid to me, so I put Shattered Order. But our guild name is Last of the Shattered Order. That's why, if you catch some of our players in the wild, you'll see LSO in front of their name. Um, But Last of the Shattered Order, me and my buddy, when guilds were about to come out, were like, oh, my buddy was like, you should start a guild and uh, we can hang out and blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm like, all right, well, I'll make a guild and see what happens. And obviously, we have a podcast that happened, and yeah. our awesome guild from there. But um, I was trying to think of a name, and all I could think of, I I love Jedi, and I wanted to think of something cool that would go with the Jedi. Well, once Order Six Six happened, the Jedi were scattered across the unit or universe, right? Or shattered. Let's say like they when something gets hit by something, it shatters, right? Well, my idea was. Last of the Shattered Order, like the Jedi Order, were shattered across the galaxy. And that's where Last of the Shattered Order came from. We are the last Jedi in the galaxy, and that's where the name came from.
2: It's a good story. Nice n- nice backstory.
1: Yeah, there you go.
2: Yeah. See, and had the <laughs> elephant in the room not talked you into starting a guild, you know, podcast may not be a thing. Yes.
1: It was the <laughs> elephant in the room. He did it for me.
2: Um. Alright, this question's from Kawa... Cal, Call. Cal, I don't know. Uh. With the return of CLS and now JTR, as someone who has ignored the light side, how would you prioritize top-tier light side characters like General Kenobi, Raid Han, Commander Luke Skywalker, R2, Jedi Training, Rey, and BB-8? I have them all now, but for the most part, they suck. Um... I mean... If you're talking, I mean, if you're talking Arena, General Kenobi, I think your number one guy just because he makes every team better. He protects everyone. He makes your team last longer period. Um, after him, CLS and R2 are close. I mean, if you have CLS, you've got R2. Um, so I think those three, I don't know. And Raid Han. Raid Han's so easy to get. You get him early. You're probably going to get Raid Han before you get CLS and R2. So... Or even GK. Or GK, that's that's very true. Um, I, I guess if you're strictly talking about you have them now and you're prioritizing them, I would say General Kenobi, and then I would say CLS because of what he does for you in raids. Then R2, then then BB8 because you can do the Hermit Yodas. St- CLS team, then Jedi training Ray, then Raid Han last.
1: Um, so as far as one character goes that can really make or break your team, um, I don't know. I was going to say Raid Han is a really great one if you if you have a Zeta to throw on him, and you need damage, because yeah. he can do it on any team. Oh yes, so he can. Raid Han is a really He's a really great one to have, a Zeta Raid on. Uh, CLS overall in the game I think is a great one. Uh, followed by R2 and GK. I just don't have enough playtime with Jedi Training Ray and R- or BB-8 to say anything about them, but they could move their way up on my list. But right now, if I had to gear one right now... Actually, I do have... Let's. I have this situation right now. I have GK geared on my B account. But I have S- Raidhan and CLS and R2 sitting there. And the first one that I am ra- or uh, gearing is CLS. Just because of uh, Arena and because of Rancor, I don't think I've ever placed anywhere decent on my B account in Rancor. And I know CLS would do that for me. Um, so I would say CLS then Raidhan, GK R2, then the other two.
2: Good answer. Uh, all right. Sith My Pants has a follow up to that question. Um, all right. As a pleb without Jedi training, Ray, what team should I use to counter the burp? I can't even say that word. The ongoing meta. The upcoming. <laughs> burp. I'm not even going to bother. It's too late. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say uh Imperial Troopers, first off.
2: That's a really good choice. Um Imperial Troopers and Knight Sisters. If you can do either one of those, you're probably in a pretty good spot. Um and both kind of have the benefit of Dark Side Territory battles, but I think troopers are probably better because they give more in territory battles and I think a lo- those characters actually have use outside in other teams. Uh, Night sisters, they don't. I mean, they're they're in a Night sister team, or you're not using them. So I would say uh, I would say troopers. God, I can't believe I just said that. It's disappointing.
1: <laughs> it's that Veers team. I told you fears would be great one day.
2: I yeah, told you. You did. That's true. That is true. I was skeptical and. And, 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 and it has come to pass. You ready for the Dan next Stradamus?
1: one? Dan Stradamus. Do it.
2: I know, you have a, you have a knack for that. I,
0: oh, guys, <laughs> this is McMulligan, and I'm coming back at you, Wink. Could you write all the clones from the TV
1: show?
2: Who would be your top five? Hammer's obviously my favorite. Obviously, I don't need to rank any more than that. He's he's my guy. So, what about you, Dan? Right, How Hammer would you rank
1: one through five. How would I rank them? I always liked fives in the in the Clone Wars cartoon. I don't think I ever. I'm still not finished the Clone Wars cartoon, so I'm not really too uh, Gregor and Wolf. Um, I've I still liked, never watched I them. liked. I liked fives. I liked uh, um, heavy. I liked, uh, was it Clone 99? What was the one that uh, with the hump, hunchback that had was the uh, rejected clone that was kind of just cleaning up for the clones? I really liked that clone. Grandpa if clone? If anyone in, shh, Grandpa clone's pretty close. People will know the answer in chat. They'll tell me in a second. I really liked him. Um, Rex and Cody were always great. 99, it was 99. Yeah, 99 is the man. I really liked 99. So that would be my top 5. Fives Fives heavy 99 Rex than Cody.
2: Hmm. Um All right, you want to read the next question?
1: All right, what do we got here? SX Blur, currently facing a dilemma in Territory Wars. I have JTR and CLS, but can't decide which team to put R2 with. R2 is a critical component to both my CLS team and my JTR team. Which team would you place him in to get the best poppable results? I would say JTR myself because there's so many things you can plug in with CLS to make him better.
2: Hmm. quite the dilemma um i have this same dilemma and i've just kind of been going with my arena team uh sticking r2 with jtr and because i have the hermit yoda team the hermit yoda team doesn't really use r2 so that's kind of an advantage if you have hermit yoda but Mm -hmm. um I don't know. I, I think you can build good CLS teams without R2. And I, I think R2 is too important to what JTR does. So, you could do CLS with Beirut, Wiggs, um, Lando. Um, like, you have some options there uh, with mm-hmm. building kind of that high damage CLS team, Raid Han, whatever. And... I, I kind of think that's the way I would go.
1: Did you miss uh, the other McMillan question?
2: Oh, I did. We'll get, we'll do that one after this one. I forgot.
1: Okay. Go right ahead.
2: Oh, are you What's not, this one? Were, were you not going to answer this question?
1: I did. I said R two with JTR. Oh, okay. Because you can put uh, you a lot of different teams can make CLS better, but yes. uh, R two is a very not integral. Well, maybe an integral. she's an important part of the Jedi Training Ray team. Yep.
2: Okay, back to McMull.
0: Wink, guys. What is the Clone Guard again? <laughs> Rex, <Rick's>, Bob, <laughs> Cody. Who would you screw? A marry and kill.
2: Um, I I know. uh, Well, I'm just gonna say screw Rex because nobody likes that guy. Kill Cody (laughs) and and Barry Fives.
1: And Barry Barry Fives. (laughs) Nice. I like it. Uh, I don't think the, I think I don't think until this podcast ends there will always be clone questions for you. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, cloness. The cloness.
2: Cloness. that is that is accurate. Next All question.
0: Right. Sandshoes. Hello, it's Sandshoes again. What are your thoughts on well guilds sitting members to lower the GP in order to fight a guild of a lower GP to secure a win
2: um, I like this question because there's been a lot of controversy that I've seen kind of on discord and reddit here lately about really powerful guilds intentionally leaving players out to lower their galactic power to secure wins which just sounds goofy as hell to me like I, d- I, I don't know yeah. I don't understand the strategy there I mean unless you simply unless winning is what you honestly care about more than rewards because first should be your entire guild getting rewards I mean that seems like a solid strategy now I am going to if I can ever get there to the territory war and look at the rewards I'm not sure if it will let me it will perfect okay So, if we're talking about, like, the highest tier gear, tier guilds, I guess (laughs) there is not much of a difference between, um, say, 160 million GP dropping down to the next tier. Uh, There is essentially a one for each, like, category of gear that you get. There's a one piece difference in those gear packages if you get second place. Um, And first place, it is the exact same thing. And then there's marginal differences between others. The big difference is when you go from the 110s into the 120s of galactic power, that is where you get a significant boost because you get that guaranteed extra Zeta. And that guaranteed extra Zeta makes a massive difference. So once you get above that, I mean... By lowering your galactic power and having people sit out, people are missing rewards and you are getting. I just don't understand.
1: I I mean, to me, it's uh, a misconception. To me, it's if people sit out, odds are they can't do it, right? Or something. There has to be something to that, right? Why would you sit out, people? knowingly who will miss out on rewards. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. If that is a strategy, it's a stupid strategy. That's all I'm saying. I, I one Someone's going to be, get screwed in the deal. Like, if they're okay with that, then I guess that's what they're doing, but okay. it, it doesn't make sense to me.
2: Okay, let's look at... Okay, this could be it. Okay, no, well, okay. Here's some theory on it. So, if you get second place at 160 million GP, you get two Zetas for Omegas. If you get first place at 140 million, you get three Zetas for Omegas. So, I guess by dropping down a category and gu- essentially guaranteeing a win, you are kind of guaranteeing that extra Zeta. At the expense of um, everyone but the
1: person that sat out. <laughs>
2: yeah. At, yeah, it's just. Um,
1: I don't understand this idea. And if people are doing it, t-
2: if whatever. So, if someone understands this, hit me up in Discord and Please. explain it because.
1: Uh, <laughs> Tell me why this is a thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. No. Uh, why no. don't you go ahead and read this question from Hans or God, Hands of God. See what Why doesn't, did
1: Okay, sorry, I'm, d- I'm distracted by the fact that our guild member doesn't have his role on here. What non-canon character do you think will be added to the game? What character besides Return of the Jedi Luke do you want in this game? Okay, first off, there are no non-canon characters in this game, as far as I know.
2: HK-47, isn't he non-canon? The
1: Nihilus wouldn't be non-canon either.
2: That's correct, and that that's been my. Are understanding. they
1: really non-canon? That or is it just because they are EA game, old EA games, that I, they're in the game?
2: I honestly don't know. I mean, whether they are considered non-canon or not, I don't know. But uh, that's kind of been my understanding from what people who care about this more than I do have said, is that technically HK. And Darth Nihilus uh, would not be. So I'm gonna say if they're not, then I would say Revan, I guess, um, because he would be in that same sort of universe. So, um, but I I don't know. I, I'm not that familiar with what is and is not canon, nor am I super familiar with much outside of the movies themselves. So
1: then give me Mara Jade, Corn uh. You know, give me some of those other, other. Well, okay, those are all light side that I'd like to have. Dark side, give me Revan, give me Doctor Aphra. I think is canon. So that
2: yeah, that's a good one.
1: Um, I don't know. There's a lot. There's just ass tons of them, man. Yeah. If you went into the uh, extended universe, there's so many awesome characters you could add to this game. For sure. So, yeah. Um, as far as what character besides Return of the Jedi Luke do you want in the game? Um, I want Jabba. <laughs> I want cool. C-3PO to be an Ewok leader and be amazing. <laughs> um,
2: I totally agree there. I want Jango Who fast. else?
1: I want a Rancor that takes up three spots on your team.
2: That'd be cool too.
1: Um, <laughs>
2: Indeed. Indeed. I don't know, man. Um, it's
1: That's a tough question.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, There's something I really wanted to do in our podcast. I just always forget to do it when we make our notes, is go back to... I think it's episode seven of the podcast where we mm-hmm. asked, did a poll question of most wanted characters in the game, I that. and just go over that list of what's been added and what still hasn't, and just see week. what is there.
2: I like that idea.
1: We should do that. Let's yeah. go find. It's it's in my drive, my Google Drive, the pod or the poll is. So it would be real easy to do. Perfect.
2: Uh, we will talk about a poll from what a year and a half ago. Next week on the yes. podcast, very exciting. <laughs> there we go um all right S- stan from cantina visla what's one thing there you, you wish you had farmed or not farmed in 2017 i i really like this question that... with you know the year coming to an end and everything quite timely
1: mm-hmm. you go first i got an answer
2: all right Uh, The one thing that I, okay, I did farm this, but I wish I'd put more gear into Grand Admiral Thrawn, especially now that I use his capital ship and I need him for territory battles. I'm kind of focusing on gearing him currently. I wish I would put more effort into him before because he is, he's pretty good. And as far as stuff that I wish I had not farmed. Hmm. I don't know. I can't really think of anything that I really like farmed and then just totally regret farming. You answer while I look at my roster and see if I can come up with a good answer to that one.
1: So the easiest answer to this question goes with hard node. One hard node farms that I could almost be finished with that I never started. And that would be Director Krennic would be one. I wish I'd started farming him a long time ago. Because then I'd almost be done with him. And he is great in Dark Side Territory Battle. So I really wish I had him. Um, and I think that's the main one. Because I really... I don't have a Sith team. So not farming those Sith is not a regret for me. Because mm-hmm. they would really do nothing for me right now besides sit on my bench. Um, as far as people I went head on with... Um, that's tough to say as well because I don't think there's anyone I'm not really using. Um, I don't think Clone Wars Chewy was this year. That was the year before. So that would have been my answer last year. But I'm looking through my roster and I really don't see anything I regret farming. Because I've we've, we've pretty much stayed ahead of what they've been doing here on the podcast so that our farms were more effective. Um... So I don't really see a lot that I don't, I don't know, that I don't, or that I regret farming.
2: I mean, that's one thing we both kind of focus on is just overall utility so that you don't, you know, farm people that you regret farming. And Mm -hmm. I'm going down through my roster and I really don't see anything that I'm, that I'm bad. Okay.
1: No, that was, that was last year too. Never mind. I was going to say all the Jawas for Heroic AT, but that was last year too. That would be another regret farming that full seven star Jawa team thinking they were going to be great, but
2: yeah, see, I didn't do weren't. that, so I don't, I wouldn't have that regret anyway. Um,
1: yeah, I man, think this year has been pretty good for me.
2: Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I, I, I think more of my regrets would be stuff I have not done <sighs> rather than stuff I have done god i wish i had yep. a better answer to that because that i mean that's a fantastic question uh, i'll say i wish i hadn't zaded darth nihilus or phasma one of the two probably nihilus i uh, i guess that'll be my answer uh because i i really don't have a good one for farming characters i don't
1: yeah yep i'm with you man
2: um Keese likes when we go on for hours so that it fills uh, the dog walking duties on the weekend. We are trying to fill those dog walking (laughs) duties on this podcast. Uh, Oh, we'll get there on this one for
1: sure. We're at Um, two hours and 20 minutes. so uh, (laughs) Do what? We're at two hours and 20 minutes. We're going to fill lots of dog walking this week.
2: Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Um, So I I find this interesting. So the next person I ask ask question is Sparrow. And uh, Sparrow, who did all the questions, didn't do audio for his own question. But that's okay. So I'm going to imitate you, Sparrow. (laughs) Hey, this is Sparrow. What is the character you regret farming and gearing the most? I just kind of want to imitate you. And uh, I think we just answered that. So we might as well (laughs) just go on to the next one. Yeah, there you go. Why don't you get it?
1: Borns? who in your opinion has the worst Zeta in the game? <coughs> uh, <laughs> I will I will at least admit that Hera's isn't the worst <laughs> in the game. It is um, decent for my accidental Zeta.
2: I want to say POW, but I don't even know if I can say that and 100% believe it, because surely there's something worse.
1: Um. see it's tough to say because if you look at the Zetas applied Bodhi Rooks is on there but I like his Zeta I just would never Zeta because his is at the end of each of his turns Bodhi grants offense up to two turns to a random ally offense up is great and to throw it on someone every time for two turns after he goes is pretty good and but except that he's just a bad character and you're not going to use him. So, Yep. Um,
2: I feel that way about a lot of Zetas. Um, mm, shoot, I...
1: I don't know. Clone Wars Chewbacca is pretty bad.
2: That's a good one, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can't just go by the Zeta list on Swagaga because... Some of them are newer characters that just haven't been around long enough to uh get the uh the zetas. Stormtrooper pretty bad. Stormtrooper gains 40% offense for each defeated empire ally. Great. He's a tank. He doesn't hit hard at all. Giving him that offense really doesn't mean war. anything. Yeah, it's like okay. So I made my crappy tank hit crappier. Yeah. Well, not crappier. A little better better than crap. That's
2: That that might be the answer. That's that's pretty bad he's a trooper you're gonna have other uh, people with him um, I
1: mm-hmm. don't know that you don't want dying before him <laughs>
2: yeah exactly so I don't know, uh, yeah, know. Randolph Rain has a question with the revamps of all the stores and the addition of the guild store has the gear crunch been helped in your eyes And do you think that the challenges need to be revamped as far as rewards go? Uh, The last question, absolutely, yes. Challenges need to be revamped. It's been a while. We need a new tier, something more difficult, and something that gives more Carbontes and maybe some stun guns because those damn things are everywhere. And that leads into my other answer, which is outside of those, I would say the gear crunch isn't too bad. Uh, Those damned Carbontes and stun guns, though, man.
1: stun guns are the worst thing for me now because I can get I can get uh, hollow projectors quickly now I can get uh, I can get my carbontes pretty decently fast Um, the stun guns are the ones that just are annoying as hell every time right now if they added stun guns onto a new tier of challenges I think that would really make things even out completely for the gear crunch yeah they really but here's the thing we've talked about this with the rancor raid rewards they really got to find a way to not give me freaking boom boxes every time the fact that i have to wait a week to two weeks to get a full droid collar or nubian disc just to move someone one person to the next gear tier drives me freaking nuts it wants. They gotta start giving that gear away somehow. I
2: want to strangle something every time I think about boom boxes. I've got eleven hundred of the boxes. bastards. I don't have. I have forty-three salvage of the um, birdie looking thing, the droid collar, and I wouldn't have any disc if I didn't just get a fully crafted one in the raid the other day. I and then on the furnaces. I've got like sixty salvage. I don't have any of those three, and I have all these godforsaken damn boom boxes. Oh, if there's one it thing drives that me nuts. pisses me off in this game more than anything, it's the just bloody boom boxes.
1: Well, I mean, the Rancor raid results are needed everywhere somehow. Like heroic AT gear, only needed f- between certain levels. But, like, Jedi Training Ray, right? You're trying to get to gear 11. You still need a Nubian disc and a droid collar somehow in that level or tier of gear. You need them everywhere, and you never can get enough of them. Yep. Despite running three or four Gil raids a week, you know? it's it's There's got to be something done about the Rancor re- rewards. There has to be. Or at least up the chance or the drop rate of the other ones beyond the easy ones to get
2: it's yeah it's so. fr- it's frustrating as hell there needs to be some sort of trade-in system or something because the way it is is just frustrating i'm i'm not the conspiracy theorist like people start talking about how rng's rigged and stuff i say eh, no you're crazy um not true and then i go and look at the number of boom boxes i have and when I look at those, you're not going to convince me it's not rigged. There's something going on. There's something fundamentally broken there, and I I don't get what it is. I just...
1: drives uh. Drive nuts. I hate them. Something needs to be done about Rancor Rewards.
2: Yeah, it does. It yep. does indeed. Um, so, we got two questions left. Uh mmr 604 what changes slash improvements do you see coming for ships in 2018 will we finally get the hardware upgrade and if so what do you think it will entail
1: first off i don't think we'll get hardware upgrades before pve content
2: Hundred percent. i think
1: this game well, needs i think this game needs ship pve content before it ever gets those hardware pieces I think In they're my coming opinion. at
2: the same time I think we will see ship energy with ship nodes and then with um, with that currency we will be able to get uh, hardware upgrades or maybe also as rewards from those battles be given chances at hardware upgrades but uh, I, I think those will come together
1: Yeah, I, I, I I hope it does. I really hope that there's more ship content this year, Um, and I really want PVE content. I think that would be great. I enjoy the way territory battle ship uh, battles go. The combat missions for ships. I think those are fun. I think if you were to do those as a PVE type thing, uh, it would make it interesting and fun. So, I'd be cool with that. Yeah, I would give you another thing to farm. Yeah, and I'd be okay with that.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't mind having something more to do with ships because they're not bad. Um, and I mean, we've had ships over a year. I think that they came out on the one-year anniversary of the game, which was the end of November last year. So, or at least I believe oh, it well, was November. November, right? Yeah, you're right. It's um, November. So I mean, it's been. 13 months since they came out. I mean, give us hardware. Uh, Last question from A. Lewis 12. Will there be a ship raid and what could it be? I don't
1: mind. We can talk about what it could be after we talk about will there be one. And my answer to will there be one is not until they're more fleshed out. I don't think there will
2: ever be a ship raid strictly. I think that we will get a raid... And I think it could be for Commander Luke, where that X-Wing gets involved, where it is maybe some sort of raid or something, where, you know, a couple phases are with characters, and maybe one or two phases are with ships. I think that is the most likely thing that we'll see. But I don't think we will see a raid that is ships only.
1: Well, I mean... AAT came out August 2017 and we haven't even seen another raid in general That's so true. I don't know about ship raids as it pertains to putting out a new raid I don't think they would come out after a year and in a few months with a just a ship raid because I know people would probably want a they character raid more than a ship yes. raid
2: oh yeah. yes they would riot in need so. awesome um Wow, that's all the questions. Thank you everyone for making us through go two those and a questions. Half hours. That was so much fun. I, you
1: know what, honestly, that was that was a lot of fun. Really awesome questions.
2: This worked really I'm looking well. Looking forward to doing the questions yeah. in Discord. Um, so if you're wondering, like, how you submitted questions or whatever, you didn't know about it because you're not in our Discord. So Discord.me/ShatteredOrder and. You'll be able to submit questions next time or email them in if you want to do the audio version only. Uh, But yeah, it's a lot of fun.
1: Yep, absolutely. But that's not the end.
2: No, it most certainly is not. Uh, Because we
1: still have trivia to do in a tied 9-9 game. So why don't you uh, hit us with that intro? Hold on, hold on. Oh, you got something else.
2: No, I thought the council declared my victory on this.
1: What was it on? I don't remember.
2: This was the question about the capital ship and uh, I think TIE fighter pilot or something and the days or whatever.
1: That's what won you the last one. Don't try to cheat here. Hmm. That's what won you the last season of trivia. Yeah, I thought last Because we would have been tied, and then you... That has nothing to do with this season. You will not get free points out of me.
2: No. No. No, I think we're on a new season. I think this is the beginning of a new season. I guarantee
1: you that was last season. That was... The council decision is what gave you the win last season. Yeah, I know
2: that was last season, but tonight would be the first episode of the new season, right?
1: No, last week was. And we're tied 9-9. Really? Yes, sir. Cool. Where you been?
2: I guess it's (laughs) it's the same thing either way. All right. uh, (laughs) Where in the hell is it? There it is. It's time for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes Trivia.
1: Hit me with that sweet jazz music.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh. You know what? You talk to everyone for a second while I go grab a marker that writes. Grab clip, so.
1: You should do that. Well, guys, let me take a second to talk about something we haven't talked about yet on this podcast, and that would be... Audible.com, one of our sponsors. So if you enjoy listening to audiobooks, Audible.com is filled with tons from all over the internet. Anything you could possibly want, you can find on Audible.com, including great Star Wars books such as the new Thrawn book, the new Phasma book, and many other Star Wars books. So as far as we've got, I'm listening to the Thrawn book, one of the uh, non-canon ones. Uh, right now and it is really, really good to be honest back still in the non-canon days where Leo was a force user Mara Jade was still involved really great book, but if you want to get a free audio book and a 30 day free trial from Audible go check out www.audibletrial.com slash shattered order, sign up Get a free audiobook, listen to the Thrawn book, listen to the Phasma book, listen to any book you want that you get for free, and just uh, check that out, support us, enjoy a book, and uh, you'll enjoy that. So I just wanted to throw that out there for you, and it looks like Wink is over there playing with his whiteboard. Here he is, he's got his AirPods back in, and he is good to go.
2: I cannot hear you I have no idea what's going on I leave come back and you're cutting out
1: I don't know man cause I heard jazz the entire time do I need to
2: turn the jazz down
1: yeah is that better it is better okay I can hear you too
2: much better (laughs)
1: All right, well, I have the trivia, and boom, there it is, up on the screen. All right, I love all you guys in chat, but I'm gonna close chat, so I don't get free answers.
2: Ah, good idea.
1: Oh, uh, close all these windows that I don't need. Bring the PowerPoint up, and boom, there we go. All right, wink are you ready? I am ready. Tide 9 Let's do this. Still got... Happy New Year's, guys. Take care in the new year as well. Play Swugga and support the Shattered Order podcast. Thank you to our trivia gurus for the shout-out in the PowerPoint. All right, Trivia Question 1, brought to us by Karn. Complete the sentence. There are no playable tunes in the game with... Anti Sith bonuses, anti Droid bonuses, anti Empire bonuses, anti Jedi bonuses, or anti Rebel bonuses.
2: Got my answer?
1: I have an answer. Yep, I got my answer. What'd you got?
2: Anti Sith is my answer.
1: That is my answer as well.
2: Ooh.
1: There it is. There are no playable tunes in the game with anti Sith bonuses. There so. we go. There we go. So 10 10. A,
2: apparently 10 to 10. Oh, so since we're in trivia, I would like to point out something super interesting. Uh, so, my little sister got me something awesome for Christmas. I don't know if you've seen it. But it is a Star Wars trivia game that is super awesome. It's got all these like multiple choice trivia questions just about Star Wars in general. And then it's got like a timeline. It's got all these cards and you know, you essentially shuffle them, lay some out and then you have like some in your hand and you have to like lay the timeline out and the order in which they happened and stuff. It's Actually really cool.
1: Sounds like we need to bring back uh, shattered order, or, yeah, shattered order trivia in our Discord for the guild. Then.
2: Ooh, I like that. It's a good idea.
1: Cause you got you got all the questions now. I do. <laughs> been a while. Been a while.
2: Yes, indeed.
1: All right. Question two. One point for each correct answer by Teshkarn Again, there are three leadership abilities that enable allies to expose enemies. Who are they? good question. I got the first two. I'm trying to figure out the third one.
2: I got two as well, and I cannot think of the last one.
1: Uh, give me a second. Hmm. That's rough, man. The first two were really easy for me. This last one's tough this is tough I'm gonna make a guess because I think it might be right but I'm probably wrong
2: eh, give me another second said I know okay. if... oh duh okay I got the answer oh
1: great I don't like that here and that alright what do you got
2: I am showing Jin Jedi training Ray, and Finn Oh wait, no. Does Finn, Finn
1: allow you to expose?
2: Oh, uh, yeah. It's. I was thinking has to do with expose. Never mind. Damn. Okay. Yeah, it won't be Finn. Well, then. I feel better now. Crap.
1: I have Jedi training, Ray, Jin, and I put Rolo because for some reason I thought there was something there, I but think I'm hers probably wrong.
2: All right, let's
1: see what we got here. Tarkin with Zeta, Jin, and Ray.
2: I thought about Tarkin, but I didn't remember that. Interesting.
1: Alright, hold on. Before we move on, I want to know what Tarkin's is.
2: That takes us to 12 to 12, and I believe this is season 6 of Trivia.
1: It is, because you're up 3 to 2.
2: You owe two punishments, if I remember correctly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that is very true. I got. we'll we'll, fi- we'll make one happen next week for sure. I, I will, had an I idea for one this week, and
2: you failed.
1: I know, and it was the best week to do it too. I should have been searching those clearance deals. Yeah. Um It was his leader. Okay, so his lead, his Zeta adds plus two, and also explo- in explode, expose. Also, inflict expose for two turns on enemies that fall below 100% health during Empire ally turns.
2: Interesting. Did not know that.
1: And nope, now I do. neither. All right. Question three. When a character gains another by Teshkarn, when a character gains stealth for one turn, it means that they will take their action while stealth and then lost stealth at the end of their turn. There's one scenario where a stealth expires before the character's action, what is it? If no one has the answer, there is a hint on the next slide. Right. Repeat but the after question. the hint, the question is Okay. When a character gains stealth for one turn, it means that they will take their action while stealth, and then lose stealth at the end of their turn. There's a scenario where stealth expires before a character's action, what is it? It also said, if there's there's a hint on the next slide, but it'll make the question only worth one point. It's worth two right now.
2: Um, I have an answer, but I don't... The phrasing of it makes me think that that's probably not what it is, so I'm trying to think of something else.
1: got an answer might not be what it's looking for
2: yeah yeah i'm not exactly sure what it's looking for um so i can't put two answers put taunt and gets dispelled so i think on taunt it doesn't technically expire so i'm not sure it does it goes away does it
1: that's a good answer, I think.
2: Okay, I, I wasn't thi- I wasn't sure if it would expire because if taunt went away, they would then gain stealth back. But typically, but taunt would last till their next turn, most likely. But and then I guess the yeah. other thing would possibly be if it gets dispelled. I don't know why that would be. Uh, I said
1: enough. being cleansed before their next turn. That would be my uh, yep. that was my answer. So dispelled. Yep. If someone if like Bayes shot them, and they lost it. Let's see what the hint is. Okay. The hint is Ewoks. Well, I guess we're both screwed.
2: (laughs) Interesting. Um... I don't think that
1: applies to either of our answers. No, uh... Ewoks. Can I look at the Ewoks? Is that cheating?
2: Yeah, that's cheating. What are you talking about? What's wrong with you?
1: Well, I'm not going to change my answer then, but I have an idea.
2: Um... Ewan, That is bizarre, I don't
1: know. Heh! <laughs> oh, no. It is exactly what I thought it was. What? What? I can't tell you or you'll get a point.
2: Okay, I'm not changing my answer either. Let's carry on.
1: So I can tell you before I go to the answer. When Paplu gains stealth, the stealth is dispelled and he gains taunt. That's his ability. Okay. So every time Paplu gets stealth, he gains taunt. So it would be gone before, before his next turn. Interesting says, Tebow's leadership ability grants stealth at the beginning of a turn, and if Paplu gains stealth, he immediately dispels it and gains taunt.
2: Huh. Okay. So now, now the oh, question there's is... there's that. Does my taunt answer count?
1: Not very specific there, Mr. Man.
2: Well, if a character gains taunt, they lose stealth. And if it's only one turn... Pawns last for a turn at least
1: well we might as well give you the point because the (laughs) council just always gives you points anyway
2: (laughs) that's not true that is not true No, okay. they have ruled in your favor they gave you the win
1: in season 5 so no I'm not uh, no I'm not uh, sore about that not at all All alright we're going to keep it tight for now question 4 One point for each answer, one of the character, and one for the explanation. At the beginning of an arena battle, you target an opponent with Han Solo. But after you shot first, the target is not stunned. Who did Han target, and how is this target not stunned? I mean, I don't understand how they can come up with these questions every week. Like honestly yeah they do an,
2: they do a pretty amazing job I'm being very specific on my
1: answer alright I got my answer too
2: alright what's your answer
1: my t- answer is Ahsoka Fulcrum
2: oh interesting
1: so uh, Ahsoka Fulcrum gets sh- hot shot she dispels the debuff on her and loses some health
2: there might be two answers then I put Jedi training Ray with a Zeta on her unique one and the 40% chance of dispelling the debuff proc
1: interesting I think Ahsoka's going to well, be Well, we're going to have to, to go to this to the council too then because the answer is Rey with the 40% chance to cleanse all d from herself whenever she suffers one. Yeah. But honestly, I think Fulcrum was overlooked in this though.
2: I, I am with you. I, I, I think she should count as well.
1: Because she, honestly, she has a 100% chance.
2: Yep.
1: Which is even better than Rey. Yep. Let me go and read the ability to make sure I'm right says, Ahsoka is immune to damage over time effects. At the end of each turn, Ahsoka dispels all debuffs on herself and loses 14% health. All right, so it's on the end of her turn. So that is wrong. It's not immediate. It's the yeah. end of her turn.
2: Interesting. Interesting.
1: That's why we read things. You so you're up 11 to 10. Actually, that's a two point. No, it's yeah that was a two pointer
2: so it's 13 to 12 you're at 12 12
1: to 10 what is it 13 to 12 I must not have written down some points
2: yep should be 13 to 12
1: alright last question of the night in our almost three hour episode
2: longest episode yet
1: yeah Question five, every one of the following tunes has an ability that can be reduced, that can reduce its own cooldown, except for one, who is the exception? CLS, Darth Nihilus, Ezra, Resistance Trooper, and Snow Trooper.
2: Who is the third character?
1: Ezra, Bridger.
2: Got my answer. Still pondering over there.
1: I am. I think I have an answer, but it's probably wrong. Actually, I don't know. No, I do know. Fuck, I don't know. (laughs) 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 I'm stuck between two of them because I know three of them can reduce their cooldowns. But I think one of them is a... Is a trick.
2: What were all the possible choices again?
1: CLS, Darth Nihilus, Ezra Bridger, Resistance Trooper, and Snow Trooper. God. God. Alright, I'm gonna put down my thought of what the trick is. What did you put?
2: I put commander Luke Skywalker
1: okay that would be wrong I know that for sure because his second ability can his second ability can reduce its cooldowns um his second I don't remember why but his second special second ability can him
2: 100% turn meter it doesn't reduce cooldowns I mean it does wrong through turn meter increase but not through the ability description of you know
1: here it is here's the re- here's the uh, description reduce the cooldown of this ability by one if the target didn't have full health really yep
2: okay then uh, <laughs> well I see your answer then I am pretty certain certainly uh, correct answer will be resistance trooper
1: That's what I was going to put initially, but Darth Nihilus doesn't reduce the cooldowns of the ability he's using to reduce the cooldown.
2: Did it say that specifically? You know what? He can reduce that cooldown with his basic...
1: This is what it says. Every one of the following tunes has an ability that can reduce its own cooldown. Oh. Not his character's cooldowns. The ability Darth Nihilus uses does not reduce the cooldown of the ability he's using. That's why I thought it was him, and it was a trick question. Wow, okay,
2: you might be right on this then. I missed that part. And the
1: answer is, Darth Nihilus is the exception. Yeah. He can reduce the cooldown of Drain Force with his basic by dispelling a buff, not with Drain Force itself. He can also reduce the cooldown okay. of his Annihilate with Drain Force, but not reduce Drain yeah. Force itself. That's-
2: so. Okay, I was thinking... CLS... I misunderstood CLS can question.
1: reduce the cooldown of his Use the Force if the target didn't have full health. Ezra can reduce the cooldown of Flourish if the target didn't have any buffs. Resistance Trooper can reduce the cooldown of Opportune Strike if the target was debuffed. Snow Trooper can reduce the cooldown of Overwhelming Assault for each critical hit scored. Boom, there's a point for that, and it ties it up.
2: Very interesting.
1: You know what's funny is? I only knew the CLS one because I just unlocked him today on my B-account and I read that in his ability today because it's part of the Omega.
2: Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Uh, Wow, yeah. Wish wish I'd paid more attention to the question. I still don't know that I... Well, I mean, I, I know how... I knew Darth Nihilus and... Hmm, I don't know. I was thinking it was just reduced cooldowns. I didn't realize it was reduced its own cooldowns. Damn. Well, it's tied <laughs> once again.
1: Crap. Yep, we're tied again, that's, like we always do.
2: Yeah, that's not good. All right.
1: All right. Well, we've hit the point where we need to get the hell out of here. So I just want to say,
2: way past my bad
1: Thank you, Andrew Gervain, for your cheers. We appreciate that indeed um thank you also for your prime subscription and uh yeah as far as that goes for this week join our discord discord.me slash shattered order our Twitter is at shattered order if you want to support our podcasts and the things we do on this show go to patreon.com shattered order And if you want to subscribe to our Twitch channel and enjoy our live stream of the podcast and other things we do, my Wampa casts, as I like to call them, (laughs) go go ahead and sub on our Twitch too. Uh, We appreciate you. Thank Uh, you for hanging out with us.
2: And something else, if you are curious about Amazon Prime or Twitch Prime, go to our Twitch account and we have links uh, for you to go and check those out and you can test out a free trial of those if you don't already have them. So.
1: yep exactly so for this week that wraps it up for us thank you so much for hanging out with us there were a lot of you that jumped in and out of this stream and some of you that made it all the way through we appreciate each and every one of you we will see you next week for episode 79 until then we will see you next year have a happy new year
2: later